Noah Cyrus. Who? 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 You can't tell me that was Billy Ray and Miley just like bribing someone in the Grammy Academy. I'm sorry. Why? Noah Cyrus, who are you? What have you done? What have you given us? Why? Why are you here? Why? Noah Cyrus. Noah Cyrus. Born January 8th, 2000. What have you done? Where? What have you done? <laughs> Your album debuted at 124. Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Let The Stands. You're here today with your host Eads McKenzie and Nicholas Terrell and Shopper. And guys, it is the season finale. I know it's been a long time coming um, and it's sad because, well, we enjoy the season and we enjoy talking to you guys, but it is episode 14, the last episode of season five. Nick and Shopper, how are you guys doing today? Um, I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a good season. I think this time around, some great guests, some great conversations, so... Yeah, it's definitely been a different season as well because of this year. Uh, but yeah, I think we've had some great conversations. So yeah, but I'm doing well this week. How are the both of you? Um, To echo your point, I agree that this is also in spite of everything that's happened. I feel like this has been a really good, fruitful season. We've had some really um unique conversations with people. But I think also I'm just quite surprised how quickly the time has gone. But I guess that's kind of, emblematic of the entire year as mad as this year has been it's been a very quick year so i'm like oh wow 14 weeks have gone already i remember you were recording the early episodes with stefan that was like episode three or something i was like oh yeah something like so yeah other than that i am i'm tired and i want to rest okay um same with me when it came to this season um it went by very quickly and Last season, we were in quarantine towards the kind of middle of it. So figuring out the best system for us when recording and everything, I feel like we've kind of figured out the best formula for it right now. And it's made recording more authentic because podcasting, you kind of need to sometimes bounce off people's reactions. And we can't, we're not obviously in the same room when we record anymore. So it's been a challenge, um, but it feels more authentic. And um, like Shopee and Nick have said, we've had some really great conversations and great guests on here as well. Um, and we hope that continues. We've also um, received a lot of support from so many different um, media. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Press outlets. Just the media and yeah, outlets. And yeah, so like The Independent, for example, um it was this season that we got mentioned on complex um when what pod bible did so- we get started up by the yeah, independent this- yes <laughs> what do when? you mean toby wrote an article <laughs> she put us in there oh 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 yes she did she did she did she did so i thought you meant something <laughs> else i was like what the hell have i missed something no 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 yeah we got shouted out there and then spotify put us on their playlists and everything um and put us in their um categories for black podcasts and then also Apple Podcasts put us in their Black Lives Matter category as well. I think that was last season, actually. Or was that this season? It was one of the two. Um, but we've had a great season. We've had a lot of recognition and support from a lot of you guys. And obviously, the Voice newspaper, the Pod Voice, Bible, yep, Property right. Week, yep. as of yesterday. 
so many different places. And of course, you guys who listen to the podcast as well have been incredibly supportive and we've heard you. You've used the hashtag that's pod, so D-A-T-S-P-O-D. And it's just been amazing. And obviously towards the end of the season, we'll kind of say thank you and everything. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm in a a growth space right now. I'm in a healing space. So um, it's been a tough week, but music wise, I haven't listened to a lot, but I have a lot to talk about with some of the songs and projects that came out. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So speaking of that, should we go straight into the music section? So Shope, do your thing, man. Yes, so we're now going to get into the listen section. So I have four this time. Um, so firstly, I'm going to go to the 90s. I have Jeanne sending my love. And Jeanne is spelt Z or Z for the Americans listening. H-A-N-E, sending my love. So they, are, they were a 90s duo. They only released two albums. They had quite a few hit songs. They're both... They're best well-known for their song Hey Mr. DJ which I'm sure we've all heard but um I don't really know their music that well but then um this song came up on my Spotify just randomly and I was just like I mean I heard it before but I kind of was like yeah 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 but it really like resonated with me this time I was like this is actually a tune this is a really really great song and then funnily enough Chloe and Halle actually a week later had released a, a cover of that song and then Van Jess covered one of their other songs called Groove Thing. And I was like, okay, so something in the universe wants me to get into Jarné. So I've been listening to them a lot quite recently, but definitely Sending My Love, just one of their biggest hits. I just like a um, really, really, really great song. Really love how the two voices meld together. Very different voices, which is kind of cool. I like that. Like, Because groups and duos are kind of strange because they technically are a group, but I guess there's more of a more space and more room to kind of have an, an identity because it's just two people. And um, yeah, so Jeanne is sending my love and shout out to, I can't remember her name, but one of the members is actually nominated for a Grammy this year because she's now in a duel with her husband. Um, Let me just find that name. Um, Yeah, so Jean Norris Baylor, she's now in a duo with her husband and they're nominated for a Grammy this year. So shout out to her and um, check them out, guys. Secondly... Um, this was very, very, very random. I never thought I would, not never thought, but it was kind of weird how I revisited this. So, K. Michelle, <laughs> never thought I'd say that on this podcast. <laughs> but, um, so for those who don't know, yes, we all know her, you know, for being, you know, a very interesting character on reality TV. But I think Nick definitely will know, like, above everything, the girl's a talented girl. Like, say we want about her personality, her antics, her behavior whatever the girl's a great singer writer musician she's got their substance amongst the love and hip-hop mess and i don't know randomly there's there was a song on her, on her second album called something about the night that just randomly was just in my head just really in my head for, for a couple of days and i was just playing it and then i eventually kind of revisited that entire album that came on 2014 and which is kind of strange to me. I remember when I was, I remember when it was brand new. I remember that was six years ago now. But um, yeah, no, and I was like, this was a really, 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 really solid album. And like, I loved how it was so diverse at the same time. Like, there were elements of pop on there. There was country on there. There was rock on there with Love Em All. There was like fifties uh, ragtime jazz sounds on there. Like, it just reminded me that. Kayma Show is really a great artist. And we should really we should really give her more some more flowers and more respect. But I do think reality TV is kind of, you know, tempered and, you know, kind of 
ruined her credibility in some areas, even though she's had success. But like, I was just like listening to it. And I just kind of like, you know, this is just a great, she's a great artist. She's a great, great artist. This is, and this is a really good album. Like I really recommend this to any R&B lovers out there and to, uh, yeah, like, you know, Love Em All, Going Under, Cry, Maybe I Should Call. That was a great, great ballad. Great, great ballad. Um, yeah, so Kate Michelle, Anybody Want to Buy a Heart. That's the name of the album. And then third, I'm going back into my my reggae, ba- my reggae bag. As we all know, Small Axe Episode 2 was this Sunday, this past Sunday, called Love Is Rock. And... It was just a party in an atmosphere that I wish I could have been at. I was just like, transport me there, Lord. Just take me there. It just looks like such a vibe. It was just such a vibe. And I just loved the music that I was playing all the way through. I think we, the classic we all heard, Janet Kay's Silly Games, which we've all known, like from childhood, we all know that song in the Black community. And But then, so shout out to Neef. He actually... Uh, he tweeted um, this album by a Roots reggae band called The Revolutionaries called Drum Sound, More Gems for the Channel One Dub. And because one of their songs was in the in the TV show, in the TV show, in the episode, and called Plantation Heights Dub. And I was like, oh, I really liked that one song. So I went and played that entire album. And they've been like they've been active since the 70s. And Roots Reggae Dub, Lovers Rock. And it's just a vibe. It's just so, so good. And I love that how it's predominantly instrumental. There's not really much vocal, but it really does like take you on a journey it's very whimsical almost it's very spiritual too very spiritual too i lo- i really love how, um the black diaspora's uh relationship with how they infuse spirituality into their music um whether it's uh through rastafari or through orishas through nigerians i just love how spiritual even even when they're not uh on the surface religious but like there's still like this inner spirituality in there which i really really love it just really comes through and it's very authentic and very vivid so it's a great, great album. And I've also been listening to the Small Axe official Spotify playlist. They actually have a playlist on Spotify, probably on other platforms too, if you've been watching the show. And there's just some great songs in there by, by the Maytals, Bob Marley and the Wailers, Dennis Brown, who I love, my guy Gregory Isaacs, Janet Kay, who I mentioned again. So I've been playing that as well. So I just, can, I just foresee myself in the next couple of months which kind of i kind of had a bit of a moment early this year where I, when i really discovered the greatness the greatness of chronics in the summer um, i can see myself really get into like my roots reggae and lovers rock back over the next few months so that is i jane k michelle the revolutionaries and the small acts official spotify playlist cool i'll jump in next so i have two listens for the week um, first and foremost, I'm going to start with Manelia. So Manelia is an artist, an R&B artist from the UK. Um, a lot of people know her from her song Say Yeah, which came out um, earlier this year and reached around 4 million listens on Spotify, went viral on Twitter and on YouTube, where it's just reached 1 million list, um, views as well. Sorry. Um, and she released a short project to celebrate the 1 million um, achievement called After Six. And it's a four track EP. Um, full of R&B kind of um, like what would you call it all R&B type of music a lot of people have compared her to um, kind of like a summer walker type of vibe um, I wouldn't really make that comparison but I understand why people do um, so when it came to this project I was really excited for it because I really enjoyed the song she released um, Say Yeah for me was kind of 
it was like a, a breath of fresh air. It was something that I felt was um, something the UK R&B scene needed. It, it needed a reminder of um, the kind of poppy R&B tracks that, that can be made. Um, so when this was released and I heard some of the songs on there and kind of understood there's much more to her as an artist, um, I really appreciated the journey she took us on. Um, you've got songs like Rose Lullaby, um, which I'm assuming is in reference to um, to her pregnancy. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't followed her journey. But at the end, um, there's a kind of interlude part where um, a doctor reveals the gender of a baby and like her and a man are, are like laughing and celebrating. So I'm assuming it's to do with her. Um, and then there's songs like Shoot, which for me is a song that I can hear immediately in the club. It's very much a type of um, bittersweet kind of love relationship type of thing. And for me, I just feel like it was a very, very good introduction to her as an artist. It's a package introducing us to the type of music she can make. Um, and I would really recommend it to anyone who wants a taste of what the future of UK R&B will be like. Because um, I do see growth in her future and I do see an opportunity um, for, for a lot of people who aren't from the UK to enjoy her music. So definitely check out Manelia After Six. Amazing project. Um, and it's, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to jump in and say that um, I believe, because you know me, I like to do the research. I believe she's quietly signed to Parlophone or did a, um, oh, wow. like a partnership for this project. If you look at the credits, you'll see it. Um, I just hope that they put the money behind a UK R&B artist to really make her who she could have the potential to potentially be. I do hear the Summer Walker con cap comparisons and like the, that kind of um, enigmatic core sort of um trap soul vibe to her but um i definitely think with investment and like as my thing right now is executive producers if she can get the right exec producers on board for a, pro a longer project um i think she has some potential in the uk space yeah yeah i definitely agree and thank you for saying that nick um she has a lot to offer she definitely has a lot to offer and there's a lot of um opportunity for R&B artists at the moment. A lot of people are getting recognition. And on that same note, I want to talk about another artist by the name of Bella. So Bella is an artist I knew about before. She released a song that I really enjoyed. I just need to remember what it's called. So it's on her project in the meantime, and it's called Good Thing. And I just really, really enjoy that song. It's just a very haunting type of um, uh, climatic type of sound. It makes you really kind of want to fall in love again. It's a very, very exciting type of song. So I would definitely recommend that. But she released a project called The Art of Conversation. And it is a seven track project um, featuring um, artists like Alexander Lewis. And for me, it was a very, very exciting listen for me because um, it made me realize how much opportunity there is for black women in R&B at the moment. So with the likes of Minelia, who I just spoke about, and Bella, um, the songs on this project feel very, very um, industry ready. They feel like they are um, authentic to the R&B sound. They're not really trying to be anything more than um, R&B. They're not trying to be pop. They're trying to be R&B, and I really appreciate that from them. Um, so my favorite songs from this project were If I Were You, and I asked her if I could play um, the song on this podcast. So. Um, we're gonna put a short clip. I seen it for myself, I know why you're calling. He out here looking so free. Tell me how you cuffed up and lonely. Tell me where he is when you need somebody. Hit him all night, he 
touch back once Then you treat him so right, got you looking so dumb That ain't your man, that ain't your man, that ain't your man But I'm your sis, I'm your bitch, I'm your friend What would you tell me to do if I were you? What would you tell me to do if I were you? Same shit this time last year Same nigga, my time, your tears What would you tell me to do if I were you? Cool, so that was the song you just listened to right there. And um, there's another song called Supernova, which is a very, very beautiful song about love and um, seeing people for who they, for more than who they are. It's like saying, I, you don't see how amazing you are. And it's a very, very beautiful and authentic sound. And her vocals are amazing. The production is incredible. Take your time and listen to this project because the art of conversation is something that is a great introduction to a very, very, I feel, important person in the UK music scene. Her music is only going to get better. So just to reiterate, that is The Art of Conversation by Bella. And then you've also got Minelia After Six as well. So those are my two listens for the week. Nick? Um. Okay, so this week's been a bit weird for me just because I don't feel like I've taken a lot in. But um, yeah, I will give you three that have kind of been on my mind um I probably won't talk about them for too long but yeah so the first one is um a UK based act she was raised in London and Leeds uh, and she's just incredible in terms of R&B and soul um and sometimes funk as well in there as well I just think she's very underrated um or actually, do you know what? Not even underrated. I hate that term right now. Just she's someone who's building her profile and visibility. And I definitely want her to excel next year um, and just build that profile a little bit more. But um, Jamila Barry is someone who has definitely just released a new EP called Romance Me. It's four songs long, 15 minutes, really easily digestible. And I just love how cohesive it is. Um, I think she reminds me in places of her, just how she uses her voice with the instrumentation, sometimes quite bare instrumentation and letting her voice kind of um, fill the record. Um, so I definitely like the standout track there called Adore. I think it's one of the most popular tracks on there. Um, and she recently um, released um, kind of a visual for Glitter as well, which I truly enjoy from her. I think she's definitely someone who I can see just excelling in terms of her career over here and internationally just because I I definitely get from her like in the visual sense um kind of vintage 80s um kind of aesthetics and I think she definitely knows how to reveal um a kind of fleshed out package in that sense um so the glitter visual for me is just something that reminds me of kind of a project that um would come from someone who does like graphic design or something it just was really layered and textured in terms of how it covered her loads of color palettes on her face um which kind of made her look kind of mysterious majestic in some senses so i think it supported the song really well but it's only got like 4.5k views she's really underground right now um so i think the support and kind of the visibility is what would get her to the next level but I think as a package she definitely brings the full flavor to her romance EP and how she built the campaign so I definitely want to see her on like a, a Vivo Discover or a Colors next year um, just really building that that visibility because I think with the right team she'll definitely be able to elevate I think this particular project talks about obviously romancing like it's called Romance Me so relationships um, 
And I think she's quite brave and vulnerable on this EP as well. Um, on on the Skeletor song, for example, she's just talking about the intimacies of her kind of relationships in the past. And Once Upon a Time, which is the song directly afterwards, just talks about her um, reminiscing on a former relationship as well. So I definitely think all four songs are great. There's no misses really for me. Um, so yeah, that is called Romance Me, available on all streaming outlets um, as of now. And another song I want to... <laughs> Just, should I say this just for the fun of it? Um, okay, so there's a YouTuber um, called Anissa and she released a song called Yella, which I thought wouldn't be anything, much of anything, but I just liked the, weirdly enough, Beyonce influence um, on it as well. I think she's, uh, she definitely took from that era and she spoke about it on her channel too. I think for an independent artist veering into music, she has an incredible voice. Um, the stigma with YouTubers who go into singing is that they're using clout and they don't really have kind of the talent to back it up. But I think her voice is really beautiful, really palatable. She is, um, I think, Somalian as well. Um, and she uses a phrase which is actually Arabic, but used a lot in Somali culture. So the song, um, the title, Yella, um, kind of means let's go, follow me, kind of. And she explained that on her YouTube as well and that she found out it was Arabic in her later life because um, it's so used amongst her mother, her aunties, etc. in that culture. So I just love the representation of multiple cultures in one and kind of speaking about East Africa and its relationship with, um, with uh, Ar the Arab world and like historically what's happened there for better or for worse, that can be debated. But I just like how she kept it unapologetically herself. And I think it was a great introductory track. Really nothing too serious, just a fun kind of pop record um, with some R&B vocals in there too. So I think she does toot the both worlds quite well. And I'm intrigued to see her um, evolve. I think the producer behind it actually produced for Simba this year. I think he did the Rover song. So incredible for her to secure that as an independent act. And then last but not least, I'll go to Tone Stith. I love him. I think he's representing the new generation of males in R&B quite well. Um, I just want to see RCA give him the prioritization that they give certain other acts um, because I just feel like uh, it's lacking. But his song Devotion came out two weeks ago, but I only found out about it yesterday. But I've been playing it all yesterday. Very catchy. Um and super, just super, um, he reminds me of Prince on there, actually, vocally. I think some of his vocals and um, his falsetto kind of reminds me of a Prince, just how smooth it is um, and how, in a way, this is going to sound like an insult, but it's not, but how thin it can get, like from how, in places it can be quite um, full, but he's able to thin it out in places to make it sound really complimentary. And I think on Devotion, um, he does that really well. I think the visual is really reflective of the times we're in, loads of COVID masks, but really poetic in how it's shot too, and really DIY feel. Um, but I love him and I just hope that his next project um, gets the full backing that it needs from an RCA and, and more importantly from his team, whether his PR is in-house or whether they are um, out of house, another agency. I just hope they really um, push him as a priority act because I love him and I think he's definitely 
um, can be a firm part of the new men in the R&B scene right now. So those are my listens for the week, all positive. Um, so yeah, um, Romance Me by Jamila Barry, um, Tone Stiff's Devotion and Yella by, um, by Anissa. So we'll take it to the news. That was really quick actually for a listening section and what we've been listening to. So um, this week is quite jam-packed. I will start, where should I start? Where should I start? I will start on Home Turf, just because I think it's really cool, um, this news, but we'll we'll get into it. Um, so Def Jam, Def Jam, Def Jam, they have announced a new arm. Um, if you remember last season, we, we had a very lengthy conversation about their expansion into um, the continent of Africa in specific regions in West Africa and then later on East Africa um, as well and South Africa a bit later on too. So now in Europe, they have um, decided to relaunch their UK arm. Um, the 0207 Def Jam label is now live um, and it's headed up by two very important figures in our scene. Um, if you know music and you know the business side, you'll know these names. Um, but Alex and Alec Boateng, the Boateng brothers and the Boateng family at large, carry a weighty legacy over here in such a short space of time um, over the last decade. Um, so Def Jam's obviously been around for 35 years at this point. Um, the boys were seen with Rick Rubin on Instagram to launch this on Wednesday, I believe. Um, and the first part of the label is clearly a reference to London, the telephone code 0207. Um, it's a nod to the cultural and musical stamp over the times in the likes of, like, if you watched, for example, a kidulthood when you grow up, you just know this term like the 0207 and the postcode stuff. You just know all of that legacy um, just in the UK archive. But um, yes, the two brothers um, are pretty much steering this label um, themselves with the help of some very powerful women as well. Um, so uh, Jeff Halston, the chairman of CEO Records, added it's a perfect time having Alex and Alec at the helm of Def Jam. Um, their creative, their creativity, artistic relationships and connection with culture are all key elements that have made Def Jam such an important label for over the last 35 years. Um, they are looking to obviously uh, represent British culture on this label too, which is super important and I think will will be super intriguing to kind of um, see how they're able to shape that as well. Jacqueline... Um, Iwi and Shah Grant, obviously legacy names in here as well, will join the two at the label also um, in specific roles. So Shah Grant has been named the A&R director um, following her role as senior A&R at BMG, which is absolutely incredible. Um, and this article, I'm trying to look for the other role as well. Um, Sorry, guys, the article doesn't seem to... Yeah, um, yeah, marketing, sorry. Yeah, the marketing arm as well will be the head of marketing. So that is incredible too. Really stupid that this this article didn't include it, sorry. But um, if you go to Music Business Worldwide, you'll be able to see the full roles because um, that's where I first read it also. But yeah, I wanted to get you guys' news, um, reactions to this news first of all um just because i thought it was a big kind of news topic and it kind of took over twitter when it got announced so yeah uh so 
I think this is a great thing. I think this is an amazing, amazing achievement for the UK, um, especially the UK music scene. I think having um, black people, both black men and women in powerful positions in music is going to be very important. Um, we spoke about this before with Austin Darbo joining um, Atlantic Records um, and headlining over there and kind of his movements within the UK as well. And I just think it's really important that um, although we celebrate these achievements, we do keep people accountable as well. Um, so I know that when it comes to R&B and kind of the movement at the moment, we need to make sure that um, we are pushing the people like the Manelias and the Bellas and um, the... Um, I'm trying to think of some more UK R&B artists, but I can't off the top of my head right now. But Jamila Barry. Yeah, Jamila Barry. And Kadeem Tyrell. Oh, yes. Kadeem Tyrell. Sorry, I forgot about Kaleem. him. Yep. So many different people who are, who are making a journey at the moment. Um, and I know that with time, the right people get the support that they need. And that isn't to say the wrong people are at the moment. Um, but there is this thing about um, going to the US for recognition and support when it comes to your craft because you can't get it over here. Um, so for black women, especially, I hope they get the support they need here because I know there is a conversation about um, R&B music and kind of the example of LMA having to go to the US to become famous and um, get a hit, for example. Um, I hope we start actually supporting our homegrown talent and giving them the platform they need. Um, so yeah, those, those are my, that's my thoughts so far. Congratulations to the both of the Boateng brothers. Um, I've heard nothing but like good things about them um and the work that they're doing so we'll wait and see what happens yeah um alex and alec congratulations to the both of them they've both been um integral parts working across universal and atlantic i think what um alex was working at i think i believe well i could be wrong i know one of them worked at universal uh, you want no warner 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 i believe probably under the atlantic label but yeah so universal and warner like i know they've been like they both have like 10 almost 10 years experience or just gone 10 years experience in music now so very huge congratulations to them and i really love that their stock is starting to rise and their influence is starting to rise and truly leverage because i think that's quite a big deal like because they've been like you know mainstays for a long time now but now that they are going to be running their own record label and a UK arm of one of the most influential and legendary labels of all time and I'm really excited for them I'm really excited to see what they're going to do um I really I really think they're going to make some great moves I think we're really going to see some um interesting changes in this country in regards to the music industry in regards to the artists they sign how they're pushed or whatever or even how the american artists are even pushed over here now because that's even another conversation that certain um artists are too u.s centric they're not really they don't really know how to build families outside their own domestic markets so i'm very happy for both of them very very, very. and the plat that it's two two black men two two Ghanaian men i love that for them love that for them very happy for the both of them yeah um I think that it's incredible to kind of see what's going to happen over here. Um, obviously, Def Jam's uh, legacy worldwide um, has been interesting, to say the least. Um, I think they have a legacy, regardless of what's happening now in the States and some of the critiques of Def Jam um, internally. But I think the UK, it's a in, in newer start for them. Um, I love that black women are in the in the conversation as well in very powerful roles, equally as powerful um, in their respective departments. Um, 
And I think that as long as they are able to, as they age, which, you know, obviously all of them are not being ageist as well, but like, I just hope that they bring some people who are in the contemporary kind of space to be like A&Rs, for example, who are able to really steer what's happening now and in the future as well. I think that's super important, keeping the finger on the pulse of what what is happening, like all the eyes we mentioned on the show and who who people, you know, mention more broadly, like on social media, on their own respective podcasts or platforms. I think it's key to kind of be immersed in that space, which um, I think in a way, um, it's interesting to see them both on Clubhouse, like engaging in debates and stuff. It's interesting to see. I think they definitely are trying to keep in that contemporary mind. So just continue to do that. Stay on your toes because music, as we all know, and culture changes at the drop of a hat. So um i think it's important to remain tapped in 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 that sense so i think it's great for them um i'm intrigued i'm intrigued like with all the other def jam announcements we got a roster with who's on the current roster but i believe that that will come imminently um knowing these two boys and knowing their surprise announcements they will have a roster already aligned to announce so it will be interesting to see who those first signees are or who is being extended under the universal umbrella just maybe under the def jam arm now because i'm sure they've probably pouched some talent off some other labels as well under the universal umbrella so it is super important um, and i just these guys are very calculated cats so I'm just really intrigued to see what moves they have in play because I know they're thinking 10 steps ahead. Um, so it's gonna. I'm going to give them the next five years and just see how they are able to transition the space with the clients they, um, they sign and believe in. It will be super interesting to see who they believe in over here right now, um, whether those are people we already know or whether those are people who have no following or no kind of releases as yet who they've kind of tapped in behind the scenes. So yeah, congrats to all parties involved. And um, Def Jam, in a, in a time where the music business and labels are um, going through a transition, um, some would say they aren't as important right now. Um, it's interesting to see Def Jam investing globally in such a way um, in respective launches of different arms across the world, as we've reported before in here. So yeah, man, I'm very, 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 very intrigued to see how this works um, because the music is a business um, at the end of the day. So I just want to see if they make the next cash cows um, in a good way. You know, the next talented people who are renowned superstars across um, here uh, and internationally, if they can, whether that's Europe, Asia or the United States. So, yeah, those are some of my thoughts. We will definitely keep it in the universal bag right now. Um, and just wrap up the label news of the week. Um, so, yeah, this one um, is this is well, money signed to Warner Atlantic, not Universal. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, but yeah, we'll keep it label regardless. But um, this one is interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually discussed it with the boys a couple of weeks ago because I knew about it and we had our conversation initially with wider people. But um, yeah, um, I'm intrigued to hear their thoughts <laughs> now that it's officially here. But um, <laughs> Munya um, Chihuahua, uh, Unknown P, 
um, as some people may know, as well as some other characters, has signed with um, Atlantic Records. Um, so this was this was announced earlier this week. I think the same, maybe the same day or the day after that that O two O seven news. But um, after two years of being an entertainer on social media um, and on various other platforms as well, um, specifically honing in on the coronavirus and giving us some really funny um, visuals uh, across <laughs> talking about everything from football to Piers Morgan, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, the drill quote unquote air quotes rapper um, has now got himself a, a record deal. Um, he said, I've signed to Atlantic Records, uh, two years of sketches, one fire in the booth and a few middle-class bars later in here we are. Thank you for supporting my parodies, um, sharing my sketches. I'm so grateful and defo cracking open a slur. Shout out to slur, it's Christmas season um, tonight. And then he added Atlantic Records who co-signed the signing. Um, yeah, he even did, um, as we know, an Unknown P edition of the Stormzy and Chip Fallout, um, which I'm sure all of us have seen um, some form of. But um, he's also known as like being a chef, a news reporter, etc, etc. Um, and to celebrate the signing, he released his first official single, um, which was... Um, a diss towards Pierce Morgan. Um, the visuals dropped as well. Obviously, he was in his unknown uh, T, yeah, unknown P, sorry, alter ego. Um, and he chatted to the Metro to support the song. Um, he said, I think to a character like unknown P, who is very much embedded into middle class culture, I feel like there's a strong affinity between the two characters. I think he means Pierce Morgan here as well. Um, I think Unknown P sees a lot of himself in Pierce for sure, he said jokingly. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, really. He's got he's on his press run um for this single, of course. And yeah, there was a lot of um positive commentary online following his signing to Atlantic Records the day before. So um what do you guys think of this Atlantic record signing? Um, and what do you think about um, Munya's future as whether a comedian or artist um, we can talk about both I know this is a music podcast but yeah um, so with Munya um, I think this is great I think um, for him he has had a great year and he's helped us get through a lot through his um, short form comedy and relating it to very kind of triggering and um harmful events that have happened in 2020 um, with the likes of the government and kind of way they treat the public and everything. Um, so for me, I feel like this is good because um, he's actually a good writer when it comes to making his songs. He keeps them to the topic um, and he's quite witty with the way that he talks about what's going on. Um, my mind kind of casts back to um, like, for example, the kind of Craig David stuff that he was doing or like the Neo stuff where he was talking about lockdown like he makes it very relevant to pop culture, but he always brings it back in a kind of um, comedic fashion. Um, one thing I will say is I definitely understand um, any future criticism that he may receive. I haven't seen any so far, but I have seen it with the likes of Big Shaq and other comedians um, who make music as well. Um, and I completely understand the um, kind of anger or frustration that some artists who are putting in the work and making 
um, music seriously. Um, and when I say seriously, I mean they're making it as part of their career decision to um, actually have a career in music. I don't know Manya's intention, so I can't speak on that. Um, but I understand this whole thing about anything that goes viral and is music and comedic fashion seems to end up on a record label or becomes popular or um, kind of people feel like they are being shunned and ignored by the industry. And those feelings are absolutely valid um, as well in their own right. Um, but talking about Manya, congratulations to him. Um, I don't know, and I don't think anyone will be able to say for certain um, if he's going to make um, music that it doesn't have a comedic element to it. I think through, um, like in the new digital era, there's loads of ways to get noticed by labels and so many different music organizations. And um, the way he's done it is not a new way of doing it where you go viral with your content and then you kind of build from there once you get the recognition. So I wouldn't be surprised or um, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to hold back from him the opportunity to make um, more serious types of music. But going off of this, I'm interested to see what he releases in the future because some of his parodies have hit millions in terms of interactions and listens. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, so I, I'm, I think Amonia is hilarious. And as Eden said, he's like, he's funny, but he's very, it's very smart. It's very intelligent. It's very topical. It's very witty. It's very well thought out. Like I, in most recently, I really loved his Sainsbury's sketch. That was, that was really funny. Um, so I'm happy for him, but I just, and you know, what he's doing isn't anything new. We've seen this uh, archetype before, like, you know, comedians making albums is nothing new. We can take that all the way back to Weird Al Yankovic and Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor and so on and so forth. Martin Lawrence, like, it's not a new thing at all. It's not new at all. And obviously Big Shaq, you know, in most, he's had, in terms of the UK, he's had, you know, most recent success. But what I just want for this is that I'm sure Unknown P will get a novelty hit in the next couple of months, whatever, which is fine. Great. Because I think I do think it's good for to elevate his profile. I do think it's good for his brand. But I just hope he's also taking meetings at Channel 4 and BBC3 and... Because he's at the end of the day, he's a comedian and an actor. That's the where the true bread and bread and butter will come for him. He's a personality. He's actually got a legitimate talent. Because I think where Big Shaq went wrong was, I think he focused too hard on this man's not hot thing. And now, where is he? What he's not really doing anything else. Like I know he's like he's still posting on his like his YouTube, but he's not really really made a stamp anywhere else. He's just still known as the man's not hot guy. So I would like Manu, it's like you know definitely leverage all the the clout and all the visibility you'll get from the music 100 but i actually acted i want him to, i want a sketch show from him i want a talk show from him one day that's why i want i want i want to see stand up from him one day i want him to kind of like you know really get into his comedy and acting bag like that's what i want but let this be a launching pad let this be a stepping stone don't i don't want him to be tunnel visioned and think that yeah i'm just gonna run with unknown p like no we can even use unknown p as a, a character in one of these t tv shows but i just don't want him to think that this is it this is it so i really would hope he's also taking meetings at various tv networks and with casting directors that's what i would i would like because actually like i said he, he's, he's got a star quality about him okay um yeah, those are some of my sentiments. I think that um, 
as I tweeted, I just think it's interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. Um, yeah, like I think he will get um, a viral song, perhaps like in the next couple of months, as Shope said. Um, yeah, I don't know if that would have been my move if I was him, but obviously like we don't see the full picture. We only see the public picture, if that makes sense. And like when things come out, um, but I just hope he's signed to talent agencies right now. I would love for him to just work on the comedy angle, the visual comedy stuff. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I think what we've seen in history with comedians who make songs um, is that it's, uh, for the large part, um, a trend or um, something that kind of fits a topical moment in time and I don't know if Unknown P uh if that's the only kind of character he will do in the musical arena is has the potential to be long term and like, like longevity and that is no slight of his kind of talent because he can write as I said he should ghost write for other people he's definitely got that within him but um I just think that he needs to think in a more multifaceted way if he's not already because there could be there's you know there's things that have been announced with him that we didn't even see coming you know presenting gigs etc cetera, etc cetera. so I just think that it's important to harness the the comedy and presenting angle that he uh is very talented at doing both of those angles he's super talented at doing from what I've seen um and he definitely has the the breadth uh in his comedic kind of canon and what he's done in that space in such a short space of time um i'd love to see a netflix special from him not like on the level of like um ugh, i don't even want to say his name a kevin hart or something but i mean like a little short series or something with 15 minute episodes um with sketches or something i'd love to see something like that um but yeah like he's very funny i cannot take that away from him super talented um rooting for him um in everything else i just don't know about this this record deal for me personally um don't know about it personally yeah i just don't know um and the intention on the label side uh, i just don't think it's genuine i think it's very short term I think it's viral based on viral appeal not on um building a role archetype around this um but we'll see you know we'll see he seems like a very intelligent cat so I'm sure there's multiple plates spinning. I'm just waiting to see them be announced. That's where I am at with that. But um, yeah, like congrats to him in relation to all he's done this year and been able to change his circumstances because it's incredible to see someone um, grassroots their trajectory in, in that kind of sincere way. So it's, yeah, it's definitely cool to see. Um, and I'll be watching for the next moves as well. Um, I just hope he's able to like harness the comedic angle because he's super funny and deserves to be seen by more people than he currently is seen by um yeah so congrats to him um just watching with that kind of what's next eye as well but yeah that is the label news for this week um let's pivot a little bit let's pivot so um I know some of you guys wanted us to talk about the MOBOs, but with what we're going to talk about now, it's just going to take up a lot of the time for this. So we decided to kind of talk about the one that 
caused a bit more controversy um and had a bit more flesh to it just a little bit more but um yeah the mobos will be returning um very soon um yeah but this is about the grammys as you probably can tell we kind of make it (laughs) around this time of year to either start the season or end the season on the grammys or start and end if the season aligns so um this year obviously grammys are still going ahead for 2021 so the nominations process did happen um at the end of summer in terms of submissions and then now we have finally got the list of nominations we will discuss some of the controversies afterwards but um yeah the host will be trevor noah just for some information um i think we'll be back in time to discuss the actual grammys um, and clips we see online and stuff like that so um yeah this is really interesting okay so guys as usual you'll probably know that we just release um the main categories and then discuss so yeah without further ado we are going to get into it. Um, I know Shopee's going to have some thoughts because I've seen him go off on Twitter. Um, the Twitter account was crazy um, after he kind of spoke. But um, <laughs> when we get to it, so record of the year, um, we've got Black Parade Beyonce, um, Colors by Black Pumas, Rockstar the Baby featuring Roddy Rich, Say So Doja Cat, um, everything I wanted, Billie Eilish, uh, Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa, Circles by Post Malone, and Savage feature, uh, with Megan Thee Stallion. Shop it. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. um, for my predictions to win this, I think it's going to go to Billie Eilish or Dua Lipa. That's my predictions for this. I've still never heard a Billie Eilish song in my life, but I know she's doing well. Um, so I think it'll go to her. You know, maybe maybe Megan will win it. Probably not, but definitely not the baby. Um, and as I said on Twitter, and this will probably be a running theme throughout the rest of the conversation. Black Parade. I don't know why you're here. I I don't understand. Um, I've not. This is not to say I dislike the songs. I don't. I do enjoy it. It's not my favorite song she's released recently, but. You know, I could appreciate it for what it is, but I just have no, I'm just very bemused and confused. Like, you know, I appreciate the 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 goal for her to submit it in these categories, but I didn't I think she would actually get them because I'm sorry, who's been listening to Black Parade like that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. And yes, once again, I repeat myself, Beyond Such a Zoe Knows Car, I'd love you. I do, but no. Black Parade, record of the year, no. No, 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 no. But no, yeah, I think this will go to Doola Peep um, or uh, Billie Eilish, even though I've never heard any of her music. Shout out to Black Pumas. Um, they're a band that I've actually um, um, meaning to get into. I haven't rechecked them out properly because there's too much coming out all the time. But I do I do like what I've heard, so I'm happy to see. I think they've got like four nominations this year, so I'm very happy for them. They're really cool. But yes, Eden and Nick. Uh, Nick, do you mind if I go next? Yeah, this is the order, so yeah, go for it. Um, so <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without sounding like a hater. Um, yeah, I don't know why Black Parade is there either. Um, I question that 
I think I'm just going to leave it there. Um, Rockstar was a song that I heard quite a lot in so many different places randomly. Yeah, it's not a great song, but it was a very popular song when it that came out terrible. as well. Um, and the baby and Roddy Rich had a great year this year as well. Um, Say So was very popular on TikTok and like Doja's career has blown up so well um, over the last few months. So I think like there are songs that deserve to be in here, but there are some that I would personally have not put in here. Black Parade being one of them. Um, Circles, I don't believe should be in there either. And I don't understand why it is, but I do because it's the Grammys. Um, Savage. I don't know. Might have a shot, but I'm glad that Megan Thee Stallion has a um, nomination credit next to her, her name now um, after the year that she's had and obviously the album that she released, which a lot of people have criticized. Um, so I think it's quite hard. I don't actually know what they're going to pick. The thing is with the Grammys, right? Like in your head, you might have an idea of who deserves the award, but it's about like, it's a very corrupt award show, allegedly, assumedly. Um, so in my mind, I'm just thinking about who has the biggest support. So Billie Eilish is probably going to win this one. Um, and obviously we know that the Grammys don't like giving accolades to black artists as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, Nick? Um, yeah, like, um, yeah, this, I don't know. I'm just going to preface with the fact that, yeah, like I just these nominations don't even care about right now. Like to be honest, but um, in the spirit of like talking about them and like who deserves it and stuff, Black Parade didn't clearly. Um, in terms of Rockstar, big in the first half of the year for sure. Um, Roddy Rich saw a career boost because of this. Um, and because of like the the just the acclaim that he got for his album. Um, that was released I think at the top of the year. Um. Obviously, Doja Cat has blown up, and I think that a lot of people back of house would do the nepotism work for her to probably win this, but it is deserving in terms of thinking about the records that define this year. Um, Billy, I do like Billy's music quite a bit, listening to her. She's definitely someone who has some artistic depth to her um, for being a, the biggest pop star in the world right now. Um Dua, you know, had a great, uh, great rollout, great album. Um, yeah, I think she's she's done well to be here. Um, I don't see her winning though. Um, Post Malone's Post Malone is going to be here, isn't he? He's everyone's favorite white guy in hip hop who likes to pretend he's pop, but um, cool. So if he wins, I don't think it's deserved at all. I just think he's here for show. Um, and Megan The Stallion, I think. Um, if the Grammys are on their BLM shit, which <laughs> we'll get to later, they aren't. But um, if they were on their BLM shit, um, they'd probably give it to Megan The Stallion. Um, just considering the year she's had the the New York Times article, all of that, all of that outside stuff, because people like to say that that doesn't matter, but it does in in relation to this kind of stuff. But um, I think that it's between say so. Um, Billy's song Everything I Wanted and Slim Slim Chance but Savage by Megan the Interesting. Stallion. I could see Rockstar I could see Rockstar clawing it in a weird twist of fate but um, considering the rap categories this year which we'll get to in a minute which they're on some different agenda which is cool for some artists but okay for others um, 
I I don't know if they're on their new hip hop rap shit this year. I don't know, but we'll see. I don't see Doja winning this award. That's interesting. I honestly think it will I be think Duo people or Billy. behind the scenes. I do think people behind the scenes would do the rallying for her though this year, and she's been very front of house at all these award shows, doing different variations of it. Um, so I think the Grammys, the people on the board have maybe seen that i don't think she's the strongest contender out of everyone on there but i think she's definitely in the conversation just cons- just thinking about um people back of house who would probably rally for her but we'll see we'll see what happens um album of the year so um we've got Janai Eco here with um Chilombo. We've got Black Pumas again as Shope said one of their four nominations with their self-titled Deluxe Edition. Um we've got Coldplay in here with Everyday Life. Um Jesse Volume 3, um Jacob Collier, we've got Women in Music Part 3 by Haim. Um Haim actually has good music. Um Dua Lipa Future Nostalgia. Um, as I just said, a great project personally, a uh, solid project. Um, Post Malone's here again for Hollywood is Hollywood's bleeding, sorry. Um, and then we've got Taylor Swift's latest with folklore. I have quite a few questions again. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, it's Eden. First and foremost, killed me. Chilombo. Mm. Mm. Chow. Chow. Mm. Listen. Have I pressed play? Mm. Like, <laughs> well, no, do you know what? Yeah, like, just sorry, Eden, just to think of an angle here of why they would just be like, let me just dash Janae in here. I'm trying to make sense of it, and it's just not coming to me. If they like, you know, the oddball choice where it's just like you can find a case for it, weirdly enough, but I, Jacob I Collier is another one. This I'll comes get into in. him in a sec. I, d- I don't, I don't think, I just don't like. How? I, so how? I, how do we I get seriously here? don't understand why that's there. Just to quickly finish my analysis, I don't understand. Sorry, it's... no, it's cool. It's cool. I I don't understand why everyday life is there as well. It's because it's Coldplay. You know, but what's everyday life? It's because yeah, it's honestly, Coldplay. like, did that? Did that? Honestly, Eden, you're a more bigger Coldplay fan than me. Whatever. Like, what did this make waves? Was no, it big no, album? I don't no. know. <laughs> I didn't see anything about it. Obviously, they get pressed because they're Coldplay, but like, and I they went number see... one because they're Coldplay. But it... after that, they went top ten in the states. Do you know what? United States as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was very confused about this one because I actually forgot it came out. Like, it came out in November 2019 for starters, and. I was very like I remember when it came out. This was around the time we did the interview with um, um, Chuck Harmony and um, Lewis York, yeah. um, the group. Sorry, um, like that's when that came out, and everyone was talking about it. There was a bit of hype, and um, I was a bit like, I'm not really feeling it. Coldplay tried to introduce some topics to do with like police brutality and like some real world events and stuff. And that's why it's called everyday Mm. life. But for me, it was a very lackluster type of project and it screamed um, white guilt in a way. Um, So Macklemore, they have way better albums than this. And there was, there were so many more albums that could have been nominated. Like if I'm being honest, like there's a conversation at the moment about the weekend being um, snubbed because he didn't perform at the Grammys. I wouldn't be surprised if they put this in place of his album as a, a way to snub Or Jenny Yeah. One of the two. <sighs> Janae, because, you know, like, like oh this, God. this, 
this selection doesn't make sense to me. Um, and also Hollywood is bleeding. I don't, that album is awful. And I, I didn't hear anyone talk about that after the like three months it was released. Listen, child, Post Malone, listen, the music has just taken those dive. Okay, like it's taking the nosedive. I just don't know what he's doing. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. All of these selections, there are some that deserve to be there. So like we said, Future Nos- uh, Nostalgia, a lot of people love that album. I haven't listened to it, but I've heard great things about it. Um, Folklore, Taylor Swift. I know, controversial figure, but in my opinion, I feel like she's- a- I've heard it was really good. Yeah, same. I've heard it was a really good album. Same. I've heard good things about Haim as yeah. well. Like honestly, Haim, like if the if it's the critical appeal, I did hear some noise about but that. With- so that, you know, we can do a valid but with, case But with regards that, to Taylor but- Swift, like I feel like, like this is a really random thing, but I feel like we need to forgive her now. I feel like she is moving forward in her career. Like <laughs> I understand, I understand <laughs> she's done things. Like people are angry at her and everything, but- Oh man, come like. <laughs> Do you know what Eden? The music slaps. I Folklore can't does. It, from, apparently, it was really know, good. I've heard it's really you good. You know the music slaps. <laughs> <Nick>. <laughs> okay, Taylor can make music. Do you know what? That's one thing. That's one thing I'm never going to take away from this. This girl. You know this white woman. I will never take yeah. it away. She can make some music. She's an artist. We can yeah. say that. That's some fair. That's a fair analysis. You know. Yeah. So the rest of the the albums that are nominated on here for me, no. So. That's that's what I have to say right now. So shop it. Um, I also would like to continue on the Jine Aiko analysis because I'm the only one that respects Jine Aiko in this in this group. So <laughs> No, you respect uh, the new Jine Aiko. Because both of you have been playing her for all season and I don't like it. I'm not paying this album. You're gonna have to pay me. You're gonna have to pay me. I'm not playing it. I've played some rec- some singles, I've played some songs. I'm I'm not playing it. That's I'm fine. I'm saying in general this album. In general, you both play play Jenny as if she's some trash person and I don't no, like that. Shop I, that. I made no, I will finish my point. No, finish my point. One day I say say it again. You all need to all of you need to give Jenny respect. However, this album was not the one. And I said that from the beginning. This this is her worst album. <laughs> this is her worst album. Uh, there are there are some gems on there for sure, definitely. She's not she's a great writer, she's a great artist overall, but this album was not it at all. So and then ironically it's become her biggest album, which is just confusing to me, but that's just how stupid the public is and how stupid this industry is. Mm. Of course it's her worst. So when Trip came out, no. When Se- when Solar came out, no. But Columbo, that's the one we're gonna yes, that's the one we're gonna give her everything for. Did you call it Columbo? Whatever, Columbo, Columbo, <laughs> Colossus, I don't know. The album wasn't good, and yeah. it definitely shouldn't have been nominated for the best album of the entire year of our Lords, 2019-2020. No flipping way. Jenny, I love you. I Jenny, I, I love, I'm a massive Jenny Erica fan, but this album, when I saw this, I was so confused. Jacob Collier. Now, this guy, he is really talented. This guy is really, really talented. Like, I've actually... I've actually He's someone that I've actually played throughout the year. Not like too much, but I know enough of his material. Like he has a really, his last album was really good too. There's some great songs in there like Leanne Havis and Jodie. Like he's an inc- insanely talented writer, singer, producer, musician. He's in, he's dope. And this album was quite good actually. However, once again, he didn't make noise like that. So I don't know why you're here either. But I appreciate I appreciate because he's someone that needs to be given more rec- recognition. Jacob Quala deserves way mm-hmm. more recognition. So even though I don't know why you're in this category, I appreciate it because like people do need to know about this guy. This guy is he's a very, very talented young man. Very, very talented young man. He's like twenty six, he's from London. He's he's dope. Yeah. Like his ear is ridiculous. 
his ear for music is yeah. insane. But yeah, no, who's gonna win, guys? I'm gonna give it to Taylor Taylor Swift because they give her everything. Yeah, like that would be a deserved win. Because she would have been in this category if it was fair as well. So, you know, it's fine. Like, I'm not gonna feel either way if she wins. Yeah, business. same. Or Dua, I don't know. I really feel like Dua is coming to sweep the Do you know what? If Dua if I, Dua I really feel like Dua Lib is coming to sweep the awards. This I was year, just gonna say if Dua does win, um, I think that would that would just make her bigger than she is. You know, she's poised to be a the a big pop girl. Like she already Even though is. she's basic as hell. Yeah, but she's poised to be a basic as hell. She is poised to be a big pop girl and there's definitely a agenda to to magnify the, um, oh, the yes. attention that she's yes. in now. And I yes. think, you know, this era being a real shock, she definitely benefited from having that um peak listenership in the pandemic and people just needed happiness and stuff and you know she gave she that friday when she dropped you know i was like oh okay this is this is great this is some good music you know she definitely dropped some good music um i do think it's overrated so if she wins i'm not gonna lie i know you do i know you do but um i think definitely she's if she wins i'll be like okay you know one for the uk or whatever but you know but if, Ch- if Chalamba wins, she ain't winning. I don't know. You know I won't even care. Win. Like, but if you know she, it's won, not going to win. If it's she not going to happen. If she won, I would just be. You know, she would get. She would get stick for it. Clearly, she would get stick for it because it's not her best body of work. You haven't listened to it, sir. How do you know? Well, from you, I trust your ear. So it's not her best body of work, <laughs> and I didn't listen to it because I saw that album length, and I was like, it's not happening. <laughs> But um, no meditation for two I damn would, hours. I know it's not two hours, but you know. I want to get back on to Dua's quickly. So she has, I appreciate the scammery that has come with her. Like her team, her label of PR have truly shoved her down our throats for the better part of two years since that lo- since New Rules. And you know, I appreciate that's what we're supposed to do. Make us love her. Make us love her. But I'm just like, this girl is so basic. She's such a standard white girl. Her performances are horrendous. Oh yeah, the performances that I've seen definitely aren't great. Um, she is yeah, the product you know. of just having the right stylist, the right producers, the right label, the right a Everything is everything she is is because of, of those around her. There's nothing about her. Where I'm like, you know what? There's just something special about you. You know, about it's just mm. you're a product of great everything else. And I think that's just why my spirit doesn't take it to her because it's like even the most basic of Natalia pop stars, they will always have something like even the the non-vocalist the non-dancer they will have like something which is like you know what? okay there's a spark there with you do it literally is like any common girl that i see walking through so her i'm sorry do believe her but however this album i can't lie i did play it a few times when it came out it's a good album it is it, it definitely is it's a good it's album, a great song yeah. they're like levitating it's a great song physical is great and i do love that you know she's kind of been leading this uh new wage disco pop renaissance even though i do feel like obviously like most things it's kind of relegating black people who have innovated it but hey ho i'm not gonna get upset today but fine no just see where did it better her album was better what's your pleasure it was a better version check that out that was much better if you want your disco pop phase guys but you know do what i do think she's coming to sweep the awards because her team is are in are, are, are stepping on necks everywhere whoever they are pr marketing radio her team have been on the, the world's case this year to make sure that we believe this girl is is the real deal even though she's not sorry those are my thoughts don't like the stands the, the doula peep stands out there i'm sorry the facts are the facts but i do appreciate that she's done very well this year and her album does have some gifs can i ask a question 
on a, on a separate note. So do you guys think the Weekends album should have been included in this? Yes and no. <laughs> no, because I told you I didn't like it. <laughs> but 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 two, I once again I have to be fair and be objective. I cannot deny that he's had one of probably the best years this year. He's had an incredible year and he's been everywhere. His music has done very well, his singles have done well, his videos, whether I like them or not, they've been very they've been very refreshing in this day and age. Like he's really given us a concept, he's given us a theme. So like I can say all that, even though I don't fuck with him anymore, I can say all that. Like he's very deserving of every accolade at every award show. And even and even once again, Nick, me and Nick spoke about it. Like I didn't really like the album too tough, but as with every weekend album, even though I've said I don't really fuck with it anymore, there will always be songs on every weekend album that I like. There will always be gems, always be gems. So like there's a song there called Snow Child, which I really liked. There's a song there called Sable Tears, which I like as well. So like I want to just make clear, make clear, I don't fuck with him in general, but. I will always, I will always give him a listen. He will always have a special place in my heart. And there were some gems on this album, as there was with the last couple of albums. And I can't deny personally. His success. Personally, yeah, like he's had a great year. He's had an era. You know, he's given me that feeling back, and I'm like, I've missed this. You know, in terms of on a highbrow level, because some artists still do give us eras, but he really just stepped on our neck and said, "This is an era, and you're gonna get the full package." Um, I enjoyed the album personally. Um, I love songs like Too Late. I just love the build up in that song. Oh, that's a good a one great, too. I like great that song. record. Like that won me over as soon as I played it. Um, I liked the vocal um, usage on Hardest to Love, which meets that song just afterwards. Um, I think Heartless was a nice way to start the era. I think it was. Um, it shocked me how well it did, um, how well it did so quickly. And I think Metro Boomin is super talented, you know, super diverse as a producer. And I think he really showed that on not just Heartless, but like Escape to LA as well. And I think I enjoyed the album personally. Is it old Abel? It's not. But um, I definitely like him in this pop space with the 80s aesthetic and the cinematography, which I read on his profile recently, um, he loves film and I, I I can see it and I really like seeing that side of him play out too. So he he absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt, if these nominees are here, <laughs> he should be top of the list and he should win, in my opinion. Um, but we'll get to that later in terms of the whole news fanfare around that. But um, we will move on. Um, or do we... Oh, yeah, we kind of discussed who we thought would win. Um, Taylor Swift is the popular choice with Dua Lipa closely behind and in a sweeping position potentially as well. But um, Song of the Year, um, our favourite is back, no. Black Parade. Um, I'm not going to read out all the co-signs because we'll be here for an hour. But yes, go and read those credits because they're important. It's a songwriter's award. Yes, exactly. Um, the box, um, with Roddy Rich at the front, obviously. Um, Cardigan by Taylor Swift again. She's in everything right now. Um, Circles again with Post Malone with all the trash with all the credits. Uh, Dua Lipa's back with Don't Start Now off the album. Um, Everything I Wanted with Billy and her bro. Um, I Can't Breathe her. And um, I love Tierra Thomas getting her flowers um, behind her because she's just such a great songwriter. 
um i can't breathe oh i said i can't breathe sorry if the world was ending um jp zacks featuring julia michaels so those are all the categories um all the nominees in the category <laughs> this is why i was quiet i was waiting for that why is her here <laughs> why why is her here and i tweeted this a show of hands for those who've actually heard that song <laughs> and no one responded which told me everything i needed to know i've heard the song and i do like the song but i don't see once it's kind of like once again with, with the journey thing why are you and black and black parade why it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're bad mm. it's like black parade once again it's not a bad song but why are you here in this category i can't and the thing is black parade is more deserving of that than i can't breathe in this now Black Parade shouldn't be here either, but that is more accepting than I Can't Breathe by her. Her, I'm sorry. <laughs> who, who's heard that song? What impact has that song had this year? I'm sorry. Like, mm. even you two can say you've heard Black Parade. Even you two can say you at least have heard it. At least. You've heard yeah. it in, in spaces. It's got, you know, got some buzz <laughs> in areas. But I Can't Breathe where? 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 Where were you to be found? Where? Where? I her? actually forgot what Black Parade sounds like, though. Like I actually forgot, but I know I've heard it, but I just can't and, remember. What but, it and you, like. you've seen it, you've heard. There's been more discussions around it, at least. Um, like I said, it shouldn't be there either. But I'm saying, comparison, to I, I can't breathe. I 100 <laughs> percent agree. I think I haven't heard "I Can't Breathe." I know that her has been releasing quite a few singles, and I have liked them. Um, but "I Can't Breathe" is one that I can kind of put a tune to. Um, <laughs> song of the year, you know. I know, and that's why the I'm whole laughing. year. Because the whole year there are so many better songs in this and the ones that are nominated it's not no it's a it's a good song that's the thing it's a good song no i, I agree song, i agree it, it shouldn't be here there's so many better songs have... there are so many better <laughs> songs that were released this year and with more impact i can't think off the top of my head but there are more songs that i've seen people talk about and engage with um black parade we've spoken about that already i'm a bit confused about that circles don't even get me started because i'm a bit confused the box I understand completely and deserves to be there. The box are, in, in an ideal world, it's not yeah, going to win. In, in an ideal world, in a world that is fair and not institutionally racist, I would say I want the box to be the one that won this award in in this list that we're seeing in front of us. But most likely, it's going to go to either Black Parade or Cardigan. No, it won't. Black Parade is not going to win. I I don't know. Beyonce, that's the thing. Beyonce never wins the general awards. That's that's been an argument. And I said it, I said it in my series of tweets. I said when she actually is deserving of a general award, she never gets them. So like when she when Lemonade was got was number for album of the year, mm. she didn't get it. So I've touched it. She never she will win a Grammy in the R and B categories, but she'll never win and that's the and same with Kanye. Black artists will always they will never win the general awards as mm. big as they are, even if you're as big as Beyonce. She will not win this award. If she does, I actually will scream because this is of all the times to win the award mm. for this. Yeah, it's true. With Lemonade of it's true. Dust. There's so much that needs to be said about these nominations because I'm actually very confused. Um I'm probably gonna go listen to I Can't Breathe Afterwards by Her to see if it's like anything to scream about, but No, it's a good song, but it just shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good song. But I'm going to give this to Dua, um, Dua Lipa, or Taylor Swift. Or Post Malone. I hope Post Malone doesn't win this because I don't understand why he's there. I just genuinely... You know it's, you know it's, you know he stands a damn good but, yeah, I do, and that's the annoying thing because why... Roddy Rich ain't winning no. this. Uh, yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's no, not the Academy winning. is not he's giving not this to Roddy Rich. Nah. Nick, what do you think? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> These nominations were trash. Wow. Yeah, Post Malone... Post Malone, Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish for me. Yeah. 
yeah that's it i kind of just my energy for this category is just off like i just can't even address it it's just so pointless um let's move the grammys is just a waste of time it's honestly just a waste of time yeah like my energy is just i can't with this um let's move to best new eyes it's a bit more exciting i guess um there's some stupid names in here but <laughs> Feed- so uh phoebe bridges um ingrid andres um chica noah cyrus D. noah cyrus cat um kate Trinada and Meg. so let's start with kate Trinada. kate Trinada, i have been listening to him for damn near 10 years why are you in the best new <laughs> artist category I, I mean the same can be said about doja cat technically but i think yeah i, so, no, I no, think no. Neil- Doja Cat, she shouldn't be here either, but I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, so I, I think it's the same thinking though. No, I think it's, no, I think it's to the pop. I think it's to the pop audience, like the white audience, who is the best new artist. No, no, the one. Yeah, the no, standard is white, the one who is popping. I'm sorry, Kenshinada has been. He's had mainstream um, success in word commerce for a good like at least five years. He's been at Coachella several festivals he's mm. he's written and produced for like craig david and sir and other artists like kate charlotte has been in mainstream spaces for a while now he's been he's had he's been on the cover of the fader he's been in gq like kate charlotte is not anyone's best new artist although i'm happy for him because that is my nigga i love kate charlotte so shout out to you for getting nominations i believe he's nominated for three other awards as well so shout out to him but just the sheer stupidity of the grammy showed itself with the with my my Lewis, Kevin, Celeste, and Kate Trinado in Best New Artist category. Doja Cat, you shouldn't be here, but I get it. This has technically been your breakthrough year, so fair. Fair. Noah Cyrus, s- s- who? <laughs> who? Who? You can't tell me that was Billy Ray and Miley just like bribing someone in the Grammy Academy. I'm mm. sorry. Why? The- Noah Cyrus, who are you? Who? <laughs> what have you done? What have you given us? Why? Why are you here? Why? Noah Cyrus. Noah, <laughs> Noah Cyrus. Born January of 2000. What have you done? Where? What have you done? <laughs> your album debuted at 124. The general... You're actually confused. That's the funny thing. You're genuinely Noah confused. Cyrus. <laughs> Noah Cyrus is nominated for Best New Artist. Meanwhile... I don't even know what you look like about Googling you. Yeah, same. I don't I don't know who this person is. That was Billy Ray and Miley in the back, just be like, hey, 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 Mr. White Man, old older elder white man statesman, hey, just nominate my other daughter, the one that isn't famous. Just give just give her something. The, um, um sorry to interrupt. Shout out to Chica and D Smoke. Shout out to them. Love the both of you. Shout out to you. I guys. don't think D Smoke should be there personally. Why? I I <sighs> I, I, where's I, the profile no no where right. is it you're right but i like i like his no, album, where is it where like is it shoppe no but where is it no, well where's noah's if we're talking about <laughs> noah that's what i'm saying if we're talking about <laughs> noah where's these smokes because i like the album too it was one of my listens of the week it was definitely here we spoke about the differences between kendrick lamar and him or the similarities or whatever but yeah, um I no should be there. no and another award category no which is coming up. No. What about Chico? Should so she be here? That's it for me and D Smoke. Um, you know, a bit more Technically profile. Technically no, but I'm happy to see her there. Definitely no, but there's a bit more of a profile as of now. But you know, maybe next year should have I been. I think that. Chica should be there. 
But um, I, I think she should be. She's been in, I think, two movies last year. She's musically been um, celebrated in XXL. Um, I think she should be there. But I don't think she's, I don't think. For me, for me, the case is, the case is that when the women in rap streams list came out, but she that's, was that's, not in the top 20. <sighs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, that like, is to be expected thing, though, because and I the, of the way people listen to black women when it comes to like rap music. No, but the list he's talking about was about yeah. female rappers. Um, oh, it was bad, about sorry. women in rap though, and like if if an Azalea Banks is higher, <laughs> like do you know what I mean on that list? I was a bit like, I mean, I know she's double XL freshman. I know there's a case, there's a case, and she's getting a bit more attention. It's building, but um, too early. Again, the Grammys are just wrong. They just don't know what they're doing. They're but not. But Noah Cyrus right is there. here. Can we just can um, we just deep that again? Yeah, uh, they're just not quite there. With... So what about Megan? Our thoughts on Megan being in here? Um, definitely, it's kind of like it makes sense. It's her breakout year. Um, Megan's or an extension of her breakout year. So uh, I definitely see the case with uh, Doja, even though I've seen her for four years now, freestyling and stuff. But you know. She's there's a case, there's a big case for Megan. She's been everywhere. Yeah. Time. So who do we think is gonna win? I think I think Megan no, actually I might think win. Doja has a chance. Um, Megan and Doja. Yeah, I think those two are the leaders. But we yeah. know it's it's, 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 it's gonna go to Ingrid Andres. I don't know who that is, but it sounds like someone who will win it's an true. award at it's Grammys. True. They're gonna give it the Cheeky Noah Cyrus. They're gonna give it they're gonna Cheeky give it to Noah Phoebe Cyrus. or Ingrid. That's who they're gonna give give it to. Yeah, one of the new white artists. Yeah, and that's no shakes there. I'm sure, I'm, I hope, well, I, I, I'm assuming they make good music. That's I'm not going to diss them just because, like, I'm sh- Guys. Go on. Noah Cyrus has 12 million monthly but streams. But who listens to the? I'm confused. I She's another Selena Gomez. Oh, is, not, is Noah Cyrus a girl? Let me just see. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I'm not, screaming. No, see, genuinely, I, I didn't know that. Genuinely. <sighs> there we go. There we go. The best you are, eh? No, no, I, I honestly didn't know. I thought a... it was Miley Cyrus's brother or something, because I know she has a brother. Um, but there we go, the best new artist. No, we don't even know. We don't even know her gender. That... <laughs> I just want to clarify that wasn't me. That I genuinely thought she was. Never mind. I I genuinely thought that. To me, that just that just says it all. <laughs> Shopping. <laughs> well, do you know what, guys? She was number one on US Heat Seekers. Okay. So... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me just give it okay. to her there. So what's Tamar Braxton? Number okay. one, heat seekers. So was Mandy Moore. Um, okay. Number eighty-eight on UK's down chart, no. download charts. No. no. Forty-five in Canada. You know she's making some waves. <laughs> I'm joking, but if she wins, genuinely outrage, outrage, outrage. Not by me, but there'll be outrage. I bet even Miley's surprised she's nominated. For real. <laughs> I bet like, even Miley's shocked. She fo- she picked up that phone and said, Wow, you did it. <laughs> you know? Anyway. Oh, can we can we best... just recognize the oh, the actual um bio for this award? It says this category recognizes an artist whose el- eligibility eligibility year releases achieved a breakthrough into the public consciousness and notably impacted the musical landscape so wait but a breakthrough into the public consciousness tells me everything that i need to know noah what what's happened there but once again noah and that is why and that is why katronada is nominated no katronada did not break through last year people katronada did not break through last year i'm sorry yeah 
Kaytronada's breakthrough year was 2016. When his, but I'm, I'm thinking sorry. about who they're talking about, though. Because to black people, Kaytronada came out. Eight, I was listening to Kaytronada in uni and college. And Kaytronada is not exclusively black artist. Like, he is a house artist. Why He has plenty of white fans from day. Kaytronada has never been exclusively a black, a black-centric artist. Do you know what? But the Grammys, to me, are for white people who just listen to the radio and listen to, like generic music so i'm not even talking about people who actually follow his catalog who are white i'm talking about the fact that there are some people to, that he would be considered underground to them no but you no, but you just said but to black people he's been around for years yeah so yeah no that's what you just said yeah yeah to black yeah. people to black people he's been around for years what i'm saying and to white people too that's what i'm saying okay and especially in the last four years yeah the last four years he's been at coachella he's been at huge festivals he's written and produced for big eyes he's been commissioned to remix <laughs> songs yeah. by big big artists like Kechinada actually he's been in GQ he's been in the Fader yeah. he is not that was smooth. my mistake what I mean to say is that the people that I think they consider for these awards are people who don't actually research artists they're people that just like listen to the radio and are force fed these artists Lewis Yorker on the Grammy board well there's two people there's there's other people on that board no as in like no if that's no 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 if that's a representation of some of the new people yeah. who have been accepted mm. they know who Kate that's what I'm is. saying that's what I'm saying like some 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 there are enclaves like, of in that committee because I adore Kate like I'm a, I love him to death but mm. I'm just I'm confused but hey I would rather yeah. him than Noah Cyrus I'm sorry, the agenda will continue for the rest of the show. Noah Cyrus. The agenda for this is Noah Cyrus, her, Black Parade, Jenny Aiko. I'm sorry. We're gonna, I'm going to keep... Bring, undo a leap, I don't care. Mm. I'm going to keep saying it to the end of the show. As you know, do I'll give you... I'll give you... Mm, fine. Right. I can give her some leeway. She's done. Let's move on. Best pop solo performance. Um, uh, Justin Bieber, Yummy. Doja Cat, Say So. Billie Eilish, Everything I Wanted, uh, Dua Lipa, Don't Start Now, Harry Styles is um, Watermelon Sugar, and Taylor Swift's Cardigan. Hmm. This is going to go to Harry Styles or Dua Lipa. And I wouldn't be mad at Harry Styles getting this, you know. I liked Harry Styles' project yeah, and same. some of the singles, so I'm not hating on him this era, you know. Neither am I. I actually liked... I, I This is really just... Mm. A, this was and i'm surprised i'm even saying this this was a magnificent rollout for me i'm so sorry it was a really great rollout like some of the performances that i've seen from him they were good this era better than i've seen him in the past um this is the rollout that really you know scooter braun should have taken lessons from with his client justin bieber instead of telling no, the them instead of crap. telling them no instead instead of telling them to stream songs in their bedtime like stan twitter that's what we should have done you know the music was terrible from what i've heard mm. um terrible not not subpar terrible like shit um didn't need to come out wasted money wasted studio time wasted engineers time um shouldn't be nominated um i know there's a statistical um case um which they stole um yeah the rest of the nominees looking good looking good actually looking good looking good actually other than yummy it's a pretty solid category to be honest even though once again you know it's very white but looking good um yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad at 
I actually wouldn't. Weirdly enough, I would not be mad at anyone but Justin Bieber winning. Really and truly. You know what? I can with say the little the same. cares that I have. I can say the same. I would be mad at anything. <laughs> um, are we going to get into Justin Bieber complaining about um not being in the R&B categories? We can do that later. Bit later. But can I just say Doja Cat as well? This nomination um secures to me not that I use the va- the Grammys as like a point of validation, but this just solidifies what I said earlier, like about her having the album that in my opinion Nikki with Romans Reloaded wanted that pop um hip-hop crossover um and it was an amazing album and songs like Say So prove why it was you know um so well done to her for this I think it's a big feat for her in her career if she wins even though we have issues with the Grammys you know my thoughts already but in the people who care about the mainstream and stuff this will change her trajectory and solidify her presence in this in this kind of space so I don't know if she'll win looking at the other nominees you know I mean it was a huge song though it did dominate the first half of the year but um hmm who is gonna win that's a hard one but I wouldn't I wouldn't actually be shocked um with Billy again um I don't know if Dua has a chance here don't know. I think she does I don't know if she does um, don't start now was a massive song no it was it was I'm not denying that I just think with the other juggernaut she's against I just don't know if they're gonna slide it her way but we'll see I truly think Dua is coming to sweep this year I, I truly think Dua is gonna win at least two of these awards mm. much to my chagrin but she will win at least two awards. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at her winning, though. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't. It, there's just a lot of big See, names. I mean, I wouldn't either. But I've made. I've, I've made my stance clear on that girl. Like, you have, I, you I, have. I see. Yeah. I see it. But I'm just like, ugh, you're you're nothing. But I see it. Yeah. But I see it. But anywho, it's... Eden Mackenzie Goddard. <laughs> you and this government names. <laughs> like, um. So. Wow, I'm, I have energy today. Yeah, you. <laughs> I appreciate it though. Um, for me, I don't think Yami's going to win this, if I'm being honest. Imagine if it does. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> school, school abroad might pay for the award. Boy, boy. No. Let's not talk no. on that too much. Um, so Yami, I don't think will win it. Say So has a chance. Everything I wanted, I haven't heard. I don't know anything about it. You guys have said your piece about it already. Don't start now. I haven't heard. But like Chope said, I'm trusting his opinion in this. Um, Watermelon Sugar was a very big song. And like I said, I liked Harry Styles' project. Um, I felt like it really introduced him us to him as the artist and separated him from the kind of lens of One Direction. Um, like finally, mm. it, like I definitely see him as an individual now. I don't see him as someone who is a, like trying to escape the pop boy veer. I definitely see him as... Harry Styles, 100%. honestly, um, like kind of, kind of Mick Jaggery in a way. And I'm glad because yeah. I like it. I just want him to. I want him to I'm experiment. So glad. Yes, I've been yeah. saying from yeah. day. I said it from X Factor that this guy is the star of the group. This is he is the he's the Justin Timberlake. He's the Beyonce. He's the Michael. Like not say in terms of, ta- terms of talent, God no, but in terms of star quality, just being the he's the one the standout. I still Harry has always been the standout to me. I still feel like it's Zayn. If I'm keeping it 100. You're doing that because of Pierce of Solidarity. Stop lying. No, no, genuinely. <laughs> I prefer I prefer Zayn's music. No, I like Zayn too. I'm going to be biased. I and like there is Zane a bit too. of me that wants like the underdog 
in terms of um, when it comes to race to be the person who wins this. Um, so I, Harry has always been the star. I will admit, Zane... I will admit that bias. But at the same time, I think that Zayn. I'm glad you said that though, because it's that's why I see what a lot of people talk like Zayn. Zayn, like, nah, it's just because of Peter Solidarity. Like, Harry is actually the best. It's not even no. His debut was great for me. Like, I I enjoyed the debut from him. Um, and I think that Zayn has potential and he has he has personality. There's something about him. I just think obviously the mental health stuff has really gra- grappled his career and like it's really affected things in a bigger way than I first anticipated. I think he's just in a really weird space. Um, and it's unfortunate for him and his like mental health and stuff like because i don't think it's he had the setup and he had the uh the team and stuff but i just think his personal stuff has unfortunately just taken over and it's it's affected how his second project was released and how it sounded and the lack of cohesion in places but um i think that he is a good singer there's, there's, a good singer. there's definitely he's yeah a good like and he's he's an artist he's, he's definitely someone who i can tell has artistry to them that they could tap into and work on it's just the fact of i think those two out of the group had the biggest potential always it was always those two like it was always about those two um i just think the, but harry just like you guys said i want him to go more into folk music i think some of what he showed on that album was great um using the banjo i think he does quite well with that and like um the people who are playing it i think I, it's good i want to see him more of an i want to see him more than a david bowie kind of I really want to see him kind of be like the mm-hmm. the androgynous, eurythmics, David Bowie pop star that I know he can be. I see that for him. I see him in a David Bowie him. kind of lane. I see him in a eurythmics kind of lane. But then I can also see him like a Mick Jagger kind of way because he's definitely got a rock voice. He's definitely got a yes. voice for rock music for sure. Yeah. I can definitely yeah. see him I, kind I, of be like a queen kind of vibe. I can definitely see him like Freddie Mercury, the glam rock kind of stuff. Like... I definitely see that too. Velvet Underground. And the imagery, the imagery is definitely supporting that as well, what he's trying to do as well in that space. Like there's definitely a stylist team there. Do you know what Miley's doing right now? I can see Harry doing the same thing, but as a male. Yeah, I can see it too. I, I need to get into that album. She's definitely on my list. Aesthetically, musically, I can see Harry doing a similar kind of vibe because Miley, this era, is very, very inspired by by Blondie. Yes. Um. So, and I can see Harry in that same space too. I can see Harry in that same space too. Like, it's very much giving me like the bangles and roxy music and billy idol like them kind of vibes mm, i definitely i can see that for harry styles i definitely like what miley's doing just on a separate note this era as well um yeah I, i'm really she's still trash but i like album. it too i'm, I'm excited yeah obviously like she's not above reproach or anything but i'm super excited to just play the project and see what she's been up to um at large you know because the singles have been cool for me um so far so i'm definitely yeah i'm definitely intrigued to see her but um did we do who we think we're gonna we kind of did yeah like kind of who's who has a chance in this category so then everyone but justin unless Gua pays for it yeah so the next one then is um a shorter category but it's um best pop duo and group performance so we've got and excuse my pronunciation of this, but Undia, um, One Day, J Balvin. Oh, Jew is on this as well. Okay, okay, okay. Chlorin. Um, you do a- okay. Um, Ju- that's a weird mix with the other names, but J Balvin, Dua Lipa, Bad Bunny, um, and Taney. Um, 
Intentions, Justin Bieber featuring Quavo, do not know why this here. Um, Dynamite, BTS, uh, Rain On Me, Lady Gaga and Ariana. Again, odds to me, but okay. It was a hit, Nick. Uh, it was a, a forced hit. hit because of Ariana. But um, Exile, Taylor Swift featuring Bon Iver. So... I'm glad you said that because about because it's true. Because the thing is, there is a case for for Lady Gaga being in this category because it did do well. Yeah, it did. But it did. I'm glad you said that. It was definitely a forced hit, and if it, the power the Ariana Grande machine made that song a hit. Guy, guys, I honestly don't care for anyone in this category. Give it to Taylor, cheeky Taylor. I've heard that song. It's nice. Like Justin might Justin might win this one. Genuinely, or Lady Gaga. don't care. Intentions, awful record. It was a hit awful. though. It Absolutely was a hit though. Absolutely awful. And Quavo is usually okay on features, but that was not good. It's the end of Quavo. It's the end of Migos. I'm sorry. Mm. It's the end. The end has come. The time has come. The end of the road, as Boys to Ben told us. Bye, Migos. Guys, Bye, I, 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 I honestly take don't. Take off. <laughs> the other one. Goodbye. I honestly don't care about anyone Goodbye. in this category. BTS might win it. Yeah, yeah they might. BTS. They might actually. Yeah. yeah, they might. BTS or ta- um, Taylor. Yeah. Give it to... Never heard the song though, but... Give it to the ethnics. Give it to the I ethnics. can't believe... I can't believe that Intentions is Grammy nominated. It was a hit, Eden. I honestly... Uh, but... It was a hit. It wasn't good. So... It wasn't when good. Have Grammy, when have Grammys cared about good? <laughs> when have they cared about logic? Oh, Did we not okay. just discuss Noah Cyrus? <laughs> In fact, that's the end of today's episode. Who's Noah Cyrus? No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. But um, or Noah Sarah's question no, mark. That's the no, name of the episode. No, no, it's not. It's not. We're not doing that. <laughs> but um, best pop <laughs> vocal album. Um, okay. Um, changes. Justin Bieber. Are you taking Chromatica? Sorry, Lady Gaga. This How? was a good Future... album. For the most no, part. it was. It was Future Nostalgia Dua Lipa. Harry Styles' Fine Line, great good album, album. Good for album. me. Folklore Taylor, from what I've heard, great project. Yep. So, you know. Solid category other than Justin. Yeah, why? I, I don't get why he's there. Because I do want to say this, because even though we did just discuss Rain On Me not being a good song, as Nick has mentioned, Chromatica was actually a solid album. And I like the I like the direction that Lady Gaga was going in anyway. It was a, it was a good, good pop Come back, and I told you, you guys know I've been I've been getting into my uns uns music recently. It's very much a tribute to like the late eighties house pop scene. That most most of this album, I really do enjoyed it, and also vocally some of her best work. So I'm happy to see Lady Gaga, and it's not in this category because it was a good album. Yeah, um, Future Nostalgia. Even though I feel it was overrated, I do think it's a good album. So deserves to be in. Um, here. deserves to be there for sure. Um, Fine Line. I did like his album. Um, Harry Styles album Folklore like I said we haven't heard it but I've heard nothing but brilliant things about this Changes <laughs> Listen from what I've heard from Taylor just to add it was definitely good I've heard at least three quarters of the project and um, she's she's in her bag she's in her bag very much in her bag so it was a nice album You know what I'm going to give Future Nostalgia, another listen today, and I'm going to play Folklore. Play Folklore. You won't be disappointed. You know what? You won't Let's be check disappointed. it out. Let's check out. Let's check out what Taylor was giving. Because the last Taylor album I, I listened to in full yeah. was probably... <laughs> it's been a while since I played a Taylor Swift album voluntarily. I think mm. it was probably <laughs> Fearless, 2008. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That Not was the last time... Ago. 
I did not play anything yeah, else. I've heard that as well. Although I heard 1989 was a really good album. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've so. heard that was really good. But no, folklore, I'm, I've been hearing a lot. And I'm going to give Future Nostalgia another listen. Like I said, I did like it, but like, you know, let me just take off my 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 bias towards her. And it's, you know, yeah. But changes, no, go away. Um, Yeah, like anyone else other than Justin, I'd be fine with winning. Personally. But I think, I think Dubuque will win this. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 can I, say, I know you guys are surprised, could. but I really, I really do. No, think... no, no, I'm not surprised. I'm I... just thinking, I'm just thinking the direction, I'm just thinking of what they'll do. But, um, personally, I think this one is between Dua, as you said, and Harry, the UK cats. I do think that, yeah, yeah, I see it, I see it for those two. I don't think Lady Gaga's chromatic is gonna win, um, too obvious. And I think Taylor Swift will win in other categories. Um, which would allow for this one to go for other people to other people. So I know Nick is about to go to the R and B hip hop R and B hip hop categories, but I just want to quickly just shout out Disclosure and Kate Chinado, who are both nominated for Best Dance Electronic Album. I loved both these albums, so I'm very very happy yeah. to see them in there. I hope Kate Chinado wins it, but he's black, so probably not. Um, oh, Arca's in here. He's really great, actually. I like Arca. Can I also shout out? Can I also shout out for best alternative music album, Tame Impala? It was a like great project. Rush was absolutely phenomenal for me. Um, it was a really oh, Brittany Howard is in this award. Oh, yes, yeah. Fiona Apple Brittany as well Howard. had a good album. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you, Nick, for, for bringing this up. Fiona Apple, her album was absolutely phenomenal. It was really I think good. I tweeted it. I think I tweeted it a few weeks ago. Fiona Apple is also one of my core favorite white women. I love Fiona Apple. The artistry love, is, love that the woman. Artistry is love amazing. That woman. The artistry is really amazing from her. Um, and I think this album, if you haven't played it, just give it a play. Like Fetch, The Bolt Cutters. I'm just looking at the chart yes. now. Ladies, Heavy Balloon. Um, for her, loved that song. And the last song, On I Go, I just think it was a great ending to a brilliant album and it's really it's not it's 13 songs long so it's not too long and in, um so definitely give it a and listen. in general if you're not a fiona apple fan in general change that <laughs> change that fiona apple <laughs> give it a play give her a chance and then also my girl britney howard from the alabama shakes her her album jamie was beautiful beautiful bluesy rock country her voice is absolutely ridiculous ridiculous so Brittany mm. howard i'm so happy for her so so happy for her so co- come through okay okay grammys fiona um britney howard tame impala come on okay yeah tame impala uh, just amazing amazing project but um we will they got some things right yeah something well you know they they kind of shooting in the dark so they'll get some things right all things other things wrong but um Best R&B performance. Um, oh my God, this was atrocious category. So, huh? Wait. This huh? was atrocious category. Wait. Huh? Why are you here? Um, okay, cool. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay, Lightning and Thunder. Now you co featuring John Legend. Who's heard that song? Was, was, was it even I a single? Haven't. You know I haven't. Was there a single? Was there a single? Black Parade, Beyonce. All I Need, um, Jacob Collier featuring Mahalia and Ty Dolla Sign. Go- Good song, but I don't know why you're in there. Go but Ahead I do like the song. by Brittany Howard. Um, and See Me by Emily King. Haven't heard a damn thing. 
Not gonna lie, haven't had, haven't heard a damn thing. Sorry, Mahalia okay. and Ty, haven't heard a damn thing. Okay, so this entire category is bonkers. However, <laughs> shout out to Emily King and Brittany Howard because those both those songs are great. Goathead is a great song. Seem is a great song, and Emily King is truly a truly an underrated artist. Like Emily King is 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 her consistency. She is she is low key one of the most consistent R and B girls. Like we didn't discuss her enough, but since two thousand seven, Emily King is dope. And I told you I love Brittany Howard, so happy to see her here. Um, Lightning and Thunder, Jenny Aiko and John Legend. Same thing with I Can't Breathe. Show of hands, you've heard the song. <laughs> there we go. And the thing is, it, obviously, Jenny Aiko, she's been in album cycle this year, so fair mm-hmm. enough, she could get some nominations. But, but why this song? If you're going to nominate her, give her a song, a nomination for Pissy Fairy or BS or what else was one of the singles of this album? Happens to everything. Like, you no, know, the songs that we've heard. Lightning Thunder, we've not heard the song. First of all, it's actually trash anyway. It's a terrible, boring, awful song. It's an awful song. Wow. And it wasn't it, it wasn't even a hit. It wasn't a single. Mm. So I don't know why it's but then I, I blame Janae's too. Why did you even submit this? Or her her label? Why did you submit this song? Black Parade, you know how I feel about that. So it's not you know what? It's so it's really unfortunate. It's really sad because of these lists. This should be Britney Howard or Emily King, but mm. this actually might go to Beyonce. This actually, this actually might go to Beyonce. I think or or Jay Icon yeah. and John Legend because John Legend is a Grammy. No, I don't. John Legend is a Grammy favorite. Oh yeah, John Legend is a Grammy yeah, favorite. It's true. It's true. It is true. Beyonce. I don't know who's going to win this one, and I don't care either. I, yeah, Beyonce is probably going to win it. I mean, in terms of a performance, I understand, but I just don't think it should be in the R and B category. Yes, I don't. Really, um, I, I don't really know what genre I'd call this song, but <laughs> I wouldn't call it an R and B song anyway. But yeah, the Grammys are so black. I, I have nothing else to say on this. R&B. I just don't care for the people that are in there, except Emily King. Emily King, I know. Literally. Hey, don't respect. Don't disrespect Britney Howard. I haven't please. heard. I haven't heard it or her. I haven't heard the music. That's fine, but don't disrespect her. Okay. I know girlfriend Mahali is in here. On. Let's yeah, move let's move on, on Nick. Let's move on. Yeah. Um best R and B song. Wait. Wait, there's best on. traditional R and B performance. Um, I think I'm looking at a wait, wait, wait. Shall I read it out? You guys looking on? I'm on the Grammys website. Yeah, read it. Yeah, yeah, read it out. I'm on New York Times. Okay, cool. So best traditional R and B performance. You got Sit On Down by the Baylor Project featuring John Baylor and Marcus Baylor. You've got um, Wonder What She Thinks of Me by Chloe and Halle. You've got Let Me Go, My Cow or Michael Kilgore. Um, Anything For You, Legacy. No, Shoffe is dancing right now. Um, and Distance by Yeba, which is a great song. This award is Legacy's. There's actually no ifs and buts about it. No one else should win this award. But if Legacy doesn't win, I'm actually going to write but, it. I'm, I'm, do you actually think she will, a, though? Well, the thing is, she's been nominated 14 times. So the Grammys do like her. Mm. She's been nominated 14 times. Never won, though, because they're stupid. But this song, aside from it being a phenomenal song, a phenomenal song, and obviously the vocals were amazing, it was a hit. It was a massive hit on Urban AC this year. She got a lot of good press run. She a lot of good. She was on Kelly Clarkson's show. She was at Grammy party. She like it's made the rounds this year. So like they're actually so outside of my own biases for loving Legacy, she actually is. She should be the obvious winner here. So like, I'm sorry, this should be Legacy's award. Mm. Like mm. anything for you, that should be it. Yeah, but 
I'm happy to see her in here. Yeah. Happy to see Chloe and Hallie in here. Um, I haven't heard Michael Kilgore's song, but shout out to you, whoever you are. And Baylor Project, I mentioned them earlier during my listens. This is one of the excellence of Jeanne. But um, I'm sorry, this is Legacy's Award. Legacy. Legacy. Well, well let's Legacy. see. Let's see what happens on the night because you know the Grammy likes to sur- the Grammys like to surprise us. So we'll see what happens. If they give it, if they give it to Chloe and Hallie just because of Parkwood, I'm going to scream. We'll see what happens. Also, shout out to yeah because Distance is an amazing song. It's an incredible yes. song. Yes, she ain't going to win. Though, she definitely won't. Song. But I'm I'm actually surprised she's nominated. But mm. we'll see. she was too. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. That's a great song. I love Distance. Yeah. Yeah, but waiting for the album. We're waiting. I think she said she's going through a few mental health battles at the moment, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. She should take her time. Yeah, Fair. for sure. Like, yeah, it's just we'll see who wins on the night because I, I think with this one, it's quite up in the air. It's quite up in. It the shouldn't air. be though. This is this is unequivocally Legacy's award. Mm. It's, I'm sorry. This Legacy is the winner of this award. <laughs> shout out to Call Me Dollar on Twitter because he did like a whole rant, basically echoing my statements that this is this is if Legacy doesn't win, we're fighting. <laughs> if, we're, we're gonna fight. I expect to see Legacy on that stage, February, <laughs> doing this giving is, her speech. This is a warning from Shopee. No, I'm actually serious. Legacy, I'm sorry. Like, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's another agenda for this for this award show. Mm. Let's see, must win this this award. Right, go on, continue. Best R and B song. Um, so better than I imagine. Uh, with Robert Glasper featuring her. Um, and Michelle, how do you pronounce the last? I can't pronounce it either, okay. but she's amazing. I love her. Okay, yeah, I like <laughs> the song. I like and the song. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Black Parade is back. No. Beyonce, Clyde. I think they did that to troll Black Parade. I, think, I truly do. Because it, it reads like a joke. Like like they just trolled and just said, let's just dash Black Parade um, everywhere. But yeah, um, our girl, Tiana. I can't believe Black Parade is nominated for like so many awards. I actually, it's a troll. <laughs> I it is a troll. I, I actually cannot. It's 100% a troll. I actually can't. It's a troll. Um, but I would have rather Browns can go in this place. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been because it's a better it's a better song, and once again, at least it did more. It had more of an impact. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent impact. Um. So we've got our girl. I'm so happy for her. Um. Even she's though... not actually nominated, though. Pardon. It's songwriter's award. I know, but actually... still, she'll be still here. It's still here. You know, she still sung these songwriting's lyrics. You know, but collide. Um, which was fronted by Tiana Major Nine and Earth Gang. Um, Stacey Barth wrote this, a so shout out to her. Love her. Love her. Yeah, there's a lot of great songwriters on this record, actually. It's amazing. Wow. Um, Do It, Chloe and Hallie. Uh, shout out to Vic Monet, Scott Storch. We love to see it. Um, and obviously, Chloe and Hallie themselves. So super talented. Um, Slow Down, uh, Skip Marley. Shout out to the Marley brother. Um, and her. So. Yes, Skip did some writing here and her did some writing here as well. So talented, talented folks. Would you guys call that an R&B song? Because Slow Down to Me wasn't it's not. an R&B song. It's not. It's not. It's not. They did uh, it because of her. She's the R&B girl for the Grammys now. Yep. Interesting. But, um, I do like the song. Yeah, yeah so song. do I. It's, it's a, a really good song. One of the better songs I've heard with her this year, actually. Um, I, th- I think this is going to go to Chloe and Halle. Yeah. But I do think... 
Collide might have a chance. Yeah, Collide there's a case. It's, it's an award or, or song. Or slow down even. Slow down even, Mike. <sighs> I really hope it's not slow down. Yeah, same. Why? That will, yeah. You like the song? I do, but it's not an R&B song. Yeah, but the Grammys are dumb. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, those three, I definitely agree. Those those three are the ones that have the chance really here. But then Beyonce's Beyonce to Black Parade just might win. Oh, so. F off. Can okay, we move on? <laughs> Let's move on. But uh, so I just want to shout out Robert Glasper for being in here. I did, that was oh, 100%. To me. That was a really nice I song. I love that song. That, that I love really that nice song. song. That, I love that song. Yeah. Surprised he's in here, but happy to see him anyway. No, it was a really dope song. Seriously. Um, next is Best Progressive R&B Album. This um, dumbass Which was former The Urban Contemporary, just for context. But um, before you read them, Nick, can we just read the bio again? Because I'm, it doesn't explain it well. So for albums containing at least 51% playing time of newly recorded progressive vocal tracks derivative of... R and B. So what does rhythm and blues? What does progressive mean in this context? Then what does that mean? Don't know. Gonna have to ask the Grammy. <laughs> I don't. I. I. To me, I interpret it as talking about things to do with like. I don't know. I, I honestly. Is it to do with race or is it to do with things? I don't know because are there are there new vocal styles? No, it's stylistic, stylistically. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But even that, that is still kind of like objective. That is or su- like subjective. Sorry, yeah. that is still subjective because some people could think that it is, and then some other people could think that it's not. I mean, I guess they. Well, I'm not even going to say I guess, but what I would assume is that they would probably consult people in that arena, like vocal specialists and stuff, to be like, okay, is that evolving the palette? Is that doing this? Is that not doing that? Um, before they make the choice of who has submitted to then who's nominated. But again, we know that this is the Grammy, so I don't know. Exactly. Look at Noah Cyrus being nominated. Yeah. Because Chalum, well, I haven't played it, but Shopee, can you tell me whether Chalumbo, to you, as someone who's done singing before, you know, does it, <laughs> to you, have that element in there? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I, I basically said early in the year that this is basically... R&B music that doesn't fall under the traditional R&B sound. So like Janae Aiko, the, you know, she's an alternative R&B artist. Yeah. So that's why she's here. Chloe and Halle, they obviously, they they have R&B roots in it, but they're also, they're very futuristic. And experimental. Very, exactly. Yeah. Same with, same with Thundercat. Oh, Robert yeah. Glasper, I don't know why he's in, I would put him in the other categories, to be honest, but they're stupid. Let but. me read, let me just quickly read them all out for COD, just so people get the names as well of the project. So, Chalombo, obviously, Janae Aiko, Ungodly Hour by Chloe and Halle, Free Nationals, self-titled Free Nationals, um, for F Your Feelings, um, Robert Glasper, and It Is What It Is by Thundercat, just before you go on. But I completely get what you're saying in those three cases with the vocal um, styles. Um particularly like it's not just vocals too i also mean like just musically and sonically and the production yeah 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 yeah. janae's an alternative girl like on chloe and halle even musically they they fuse r&b's traditional roots with so many different um sounds and even future wave r&b and all of that kind of stuff so i definitely get and thundercat is thundercat like you're never I don't conventional know. see, see you know. free national free nationals i'm happy for them by the way i loved their album yeah i remember you free saying nationals about album. it i loved the album i loved fuck your mm. feelings by robert glashford i loved it i saw him live this year he was incredible mm. well that that was my last corona show show before corona i think anywho um i would put those two in just best r&b albums to be honest but the grammys are stupid um <laughs> but um this award needs to go to chloe and hallie there's no ifs in the back this is chloe and hallie's award this needs to go to them. It's time. Chloe and Halle, this is the album for you. This is the album. But 
I wouldn't be surprised if Jayaka wins. <laughs> Same. Same. I echo those sentiments completely. Chloe and Halley for the win, but... But then also, if it goes to Robert or Thundercat, I'm not going to be mad either. I love yeah, like, all of the people are talented in this category, to be honest. Like, there's not one case where it's like, this person ain't it, you know? It's just a shame that Jenny's album isn't her best work. Because I love her, but this isn't her best work. Yeah. Eden? Uh, so, it's not going to be Cholombo. Ungodly Hour has a chance. Um, Free Nationals, I've heard great things about that. I haven't listened to it. Um... It is what it is. Was a great album. I really enjoyed that album, but I don't know if Thundercat will win it. So did I. It's, I think it's a really hard one because I think, in their own way, all of these projects deserve, except Chalombo, um, deserve to um, win this award. So I would be happy for Chloe and Halley to win this one. Um, I would also be happy for Robert Glasper to win this one, um, just because of what he's contributed mm. to R and B. Um, I would be surprised, mm. but I would be happy if Thundercat won this one. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. But for me, my money's on... Actually, it's a really hard one. I wouldn't put a bet on this one. I think yeah. Chloe and Halley have a strong mm. chance. Yeah, we'll see. They've got the power of parkour to be honest. Yeah, they've had a great year, so one. I wouldn't be surprised. They have. They have. And, and, you, and it, the Grammys definitely pandered to popularity. So we'll see what happens. So best R&B album is next. And we've got Happy To Be Here by Ant Clemens. Take Time by Giving On To Feel Love. Or Loved, sorry. Uh, Luke James, Bigger Love, John Legend, All Rise, Gregory Porter. So I know there are quite a few gems on here. Um, I really, really enjoyed Take Time. To Feel Loved is an album that Chopin has been yelling about since it came out. Um, and I've really seen Luke James, Luke James, sorry, lean into his R&B bag with this album. Um, it's something that... As opposed to what? <laughs> well, it's, people were saying that he forgot himself. Like when he was releasing his earlier projects with like... Um, what was his first one called with Strawberry Vapors on it? People saying that... No, people loved that. People loved... What's this in the dark? People loved that. No, that's my... Yeah, sorry. I must have said. People loved that album or EP, but the stuff he released after that, people were saying he lost his way. So with this... Oh, yeah, his, his debut album. Yeah. His first album. So with this album... Well, it was good. What I meant to say is he's returned to R&B. Um, and by the sounds of it, it's a very, very good album. I only listened to the very last song, I think, called... Is it Shine? Shine on. Shine on. And the guitar on that is beautiful. It's a very eclipsing type of song. Um, so for me, I would only be able to say what I've listened to. So I hope Giveon gets this. Bigger Love. It's not an album though. So I don't know why it's in this category. But Bigger Love by John Legend. I listened to it. I heard it was good. I didn't really have time for it, if I'm being honest. It was okay. It was okay. Um, people saying it was his best album in a while. So That's a lie. That is a lie. <laughs> That is a lie. Um, so yeah, my take is on Take Time, Givian. So I want to add on to the Luke James point. His last album was R&B, <laughs> but it, 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 it was a bit more commercial. Mm. And it wasn't the sole funk person that we know, or experimental sound that we know he, that he was giving us on Whispers in the Dark and the Luke mixtape. But yeah, I, I've been saying it all year. I feel like I'm the only one that cared, but To Feel Loved is truly, truly... Um, an achievement. It's an artistic achievement. It is a brilliant, brilliant album. So I'm very, very ecstatic to see him be recognised. Because I didn't think he would be nominated, but I'm I'm truly happy for him. Um, uh, um, take time, obviously. All three of us, we've loved this project. Um, it's not an album, so I don't know why it's in here. But you know, all the same. Shout out to Give Me On. Um, 
Bigger Love, um, it was okay. It was okay. I feel like John Legend just hasn't been the same since Love in the Future. But um, yeah, his just last films have just been like there's gems in there, but they're just they're okay. But I wouldn't be surprised if he if he wins because he's a Grammy favorite. John Legend might actually win. Um, I haven't heard Aunt Clemens' albums, Greg Porter's album. But I know Greg Greg Porter is someone that I've heard is amazing. But I'm gonna I have a lot of smoke for the category because where was Roe James? Where was Tony Braxton? Where was Kem? Where was Leanne Le Havis? Where was JoJo? Where was Brandine? Where was Legacy? Once two or three of them of who I've just said should have been in this list, especially Legacy, especially especially. Yeah, Legacy should definitely be in this list. Definitely be in this list. So this was one of the awards that really pissed me off because, like I said, give t- I love Give Yon, but it's not an album. And John Legend's Big Love wasn't that great. It was okay. but And I can't comment on, on Aunt Clemens' Gregory Box because I haven't heard it. But I feel that it should be Luke James, those two, and two others. Like Legacy, Cam, Tony Braxton, Ro James, Brandy. Like, I'm very, very very disappointing this category um and in an ideal world luke james will win this but i know he's not going to i believe john legend's going to win this award and that it would, that would really irritate me because it, it wasn't that great but i think john legend will win this or give you on actually give one actually might win he's had a great year he's got industry backing behind him and i feel like an ep has won this award before so yeah okay interesting like yeah, it's great that they're, um, it's great. It's it's concerning that there are no women in this category. Um, yeah, like all the critiques that kind of Shopee said, I kind of agree with and echo. Um, with the who's gonna win? Yeah, the names that kind of were stated, giving on and John Legend, definitely think it's their their time to probably secure it. Um, I've heard good things about Luke James's project. Really disappointed that Ro James isn't here. Really disappointed that Brandy isn't here. Really disappointed that Jojo isn't here. Um, but again, like, I just can't really. This award show, like, it's just, I'm, I'm kind of over it. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm not kind of, I am over it. So it doesn't shock me that they didn't include them. It's just, yeah. It's just like the obvious lack of women in there is interesting to me. Um, Let's move on to rap. Oh, but quickly, Tiana Taylor, I know you complained that you were nominated, but you weren't deserving, my dear. So, yes, just wanted to say that. What, of a 3,000 song album? Because I still yes. haven't managed to get through that. It's just... Shout the classic Manny, because he, he tweeted when that made me scream. He said it took me three working days to finish the album. I screamed. <laughs> and I actually was the same, because it took me, to, like, I had to take a break when I heard it. I, had to, I couldn't, mm. like, and it also, and the thing is, I said this to Nick, actually, off the air. I said that Tiana's album would have been good if it was 12 songs. Because there are yeah. gems on there. There were some great songs in there. But it didn't need to be 45 songs long or whatever it was. It could have been a nice 12-track album. And it would have been really good. There were some great songs on there, but it was too much. Too much. And a lot mm. of the songs kind of sound the same. They blend into one another. It was the same vibe. Like, there wasn't enough variation. So Tiana, like I know you were you were pressed, but even if women were nominated, you still didn't deserve an award anyway, my dear. Just wanted to tell you that. Mm. But I do love you though. But facts are the facts. But like I said, mm. Luke James, I am just all praise to you. All praise to Luke James. And please, for everyone who's listening, can please just can we just stream the album? It's, it's a phenomenal mm. album, guys. It's a really damn good album, and I just feel like I feel vindicated because I feel like people are like Luke James. He's Luke James. Like no, no, he's amazing. 
Amazing. Let's move to rap. Yeah. So, best rap performance. These can can I just were, say... The rap categories were Can awful. I just say, Nick, wow. Nick is so over the Grammys. Like, just listen to, <laughs> listening to his voice. He's so over talking about this. Let, yeah, let's move to rap. Um, best rap performance. Uh, so, this is for singles or tracks only. Uh, so, we've got Deep Reverence by Big Sean and Nipsey Hustle, The late Nipsey Hustle, R.I.P. Bop, the baby, what's poppin', Jack Harlow, the bigger picture, little baby, um, Savage, Megan the Stallion with Beyonce's so the remix version, um, and then we've got the late. This is so sad, like the late of so many people in this category, but um, Pop Smoke, Dior as well. So, yeah, what are the thoughts? Um, I, I think this will go to. The the baby or Megan, I think. Although I think Dior might win. I do like that song, and obviously, you know, he's died, so they might give him the award for that. I do like Deep Reverence. I did like that song. I don't know why it's nominated. It, it wasn't. It says singles or tracks thing, only. I do like the song. Though. So it was a track. So that's probably why. But I get you in terms of impact. See what kind what kind of descri- what kind of description is that? Singles or tracks? Yeah. So anything. What kind of nonsense is idiots? Yeah. <laughs> Singles um, or tracks, so everything. So can I tell you who's winning this? Jack Harlow. Why? Oh, because he's that's, white. Yeah, because he's a white rapper, but that song did blow up. Um, there was a remix, apparently, that did quite well as well in terms of views on YouTube and stuff like that. It was a very popular song. Very, very popular. I, so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. You haven't I'm, heard what's popping? I have not. Oh, and you see my reaction is like that because it's a, it was a very popular song this year. Like, everyone I knew was talking about it, so... Yeah, I know. I know he's done well this year, but I've never heard the song. He's like Billie Eilish to me. Like I know who you are. I know you're doing well, but I've never heard any of your music. I personally feel like if they're feeling in like the protest mode and stuff, the bigger picture was a huge song on US shores. Um, not so much over here, but like in the US, it was big. It was the protest anthem, like officially, like in a lot of places where they were doing um Black Lives Matter marches and stuff. So that is how Little Baby has been able to catapult into public consciousness more so this year um outside of his trap beginnings um i definitely think he has a chance um like an underdog win um i don't know if i see jack harlow winning what's popping i get it i see the case for it 100 percent um i just think there would be so much backlash if he won um they might do the women in rap moment and do savage uh, or they might, as Shopee kind of just said, do the Dior pop smoke moment because he obviously passed away. Um, and it was a hit, and I do like the song. Yeah, no, 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 it was big. It was Even before he passed as well, it was, it was always on the way to being big, and it was huge um, on both sides of the Atlantic as well. Um, yeah, they, like, I don't know, like, as songs... Don't really go back to a lot Nicholas of them. I did, I did like What's Popping by Jack Harlow, the visual. I did like that. And I think he has good music. Um, but yeah, like I don't really have feel of deep passion towards any of these songs. There were other Pop Smoke songs that I enjoyed on his album. Obviously not as big in terms of hits, but um yeah, like that. I don't really have a lot to say about this category because the songs just aren't moving to the kids. They aren't moving. Um, but best melodic rap performance um, for a solo or collaborative performance containing both elements of um, 
of R&B melodies and rap. So we've got Rockstar to Baby featuring Roddy Rich. Makes sense, actually. Definition of melodic rap, if anything, if I envisage it. Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake featuring Little Dirk. Really happy for Little Dirk and his moment this year with Drake and what he's been building over the last couple of years. Lockdown, Anderson Pack. The Box, Roddy Rich. Oh, so he's nominated twice. Interesting. Um, and highest in the room, Travis Scott. Was there any R&B melodies on that song? Highest in the room. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, you know, I guess, you know, Travis does approach. His... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are the... Sorry, I just... What are the thoughts of this? This like none of the songs are doing much. Like do you know, <laughs> I just look at this and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't care about anything. Like I just don't care. Well, but go on. In in terms of in terms of quality, I love Lockdown by Anderson. Like I love that song. It's not gonna win. Actually, he might actually. Anderson's becoming a bit of a Grammy favorite. He might actually win. He he probably won't. But if he did, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. The Grammys do seem to like Anderson Pack, and I love that song. Love the song. Mm. Um. But I think this will go to Rockstar or The Box. Do you know what? I did like the memes for The Box. I will say that. Um, and I liked The Box visual. was a really nice way to start the year. Um, but, yeah. Like, do you know what? I just... Not Travis, please. God, no. Um, that song was garbage. Yeah. Like, dude, I just don't even know who's the front runner in this. I don't know who should win. Rockstar, I don't think they should win. The um, baby and Roddy. Yeah, the box. The box was a bit. It was a big moment or at Drake. the start of the year. The box. Um, not highest in the room. Just don't. Just don't give it to that one. Um, Eden, any thoughts on this category? Like you, Nick, I, I genuinely don't care for it. But for little Dirk, laugh now, cry later. But sorry, go on, Eden. Um, I think I don't know who's gonna win, but. The only yes, you do. the only song I like on there is the box. <laughs> Other than that, I'm not really feeling anything else. Like I listened to Laugh Now Cry Later and it was nothing special. Um Rockstar was alright, I guess. Lockdown, I haven't really listened to. Highest in the room, yeah, it was alright. Um, so the box is the one that I would think would win out of these ones just because of what it did. Um and the positions and kind of the whole everything around it at the time as well. Um, music video was good as well. I know it's not that type of album, but music music um, video was really good. But other than that, nothing else really deserves it. So it's a pretty much wasted award. Uh, best rap song is a songwriter's award. Um, the bigger picture. I'm not going to read out all the songwriters, but Little Baby um, obviously fronted the song. The Box, Roddy Rich, Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake featuring Little Duck. Rockstar, the baby featuring Roddy Rich, and Savage, Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Is that identical to the one one of the ones before? It's like a mixture of the the two above in a way. Um, but yeah, that is best rap rap song. Do you know what these awards show me? They show me that I'm really out of touch with the like the US because there are so many things that are being nominated that for me didn't really do much in the year. But they're saying it in in so many different categories. They're nominating these songs like "Laugh Now, Cry Later" was Drake doing Drake, which is just being viral. Um, it wasn't great in any other area, really. Um, "Rockstar" was an alright song. It was catchy, but I don't know if best rap song of the year. Rap song, I 
I don't know. Um, Savage deserves, in my opinion. I think that does deserve to be there. Um, the bigger picture, I haven't heard, but I like that song. I like that song. I don't know. I don't know. I d- and I'm glad Nick brought it up because I wasn't going to consider Little Baby, um, but I do think culturally the moment that song had might might it might be a contender to win an award or two but i believe the baby roddy rich or megan has this mm. ideally megan but yeah i don't want drake to win it but you know drake is drake so. yeah um best rap album uh black habits d smoke alfredo freddie gibbs and the alchemist a written testimony, J Electronica, Nas's King's Disease, and the allegory, Royce the Five Nine. These are some awful nominations. In my uh, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist deserved every one of their gowns. Thank you. I, but, but what I will tell so you I've... is that the, the best rap album was nominated by Ebro and old rap heads because they said none of you new niggas are going to be nominated in here that's what they said yeah. except for royce um they literally said and d spoke they literally said none of you this is rap rap that's what they said this is bibbidi bop rap that is what they said when they um nominated this category the bias is there <laughs> literally the bias is there well who would you put in i'm telling you why is Brody rich not here why isn't Roddy Rich here? Like, come on, big year, standout year should be in this category. Alfredo definitely deserving. Um, Jay Electronica made some waves. Nas's King's Disease. Nas's Was King's Disease. Good? Why? Why? No, 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 no. Why? Album, no, but why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you here? Because last. No, but no, 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 no. Why are you here? No, there was no impact. Did you hear the there album? There was no Nicholas? impact. It's a good album, but there was no impact. I'm gonna tell you that much now. There was no impact. No, I agree with you. I agree with you, but I actually didn't. I so I've only heard three of the five albums here. So I've only heard Alfredo, which was a great album in my opinion. I really enjoyed that album. Yeah, Alfredo was dope. Um, Black Habits was good, and I thought Nas's album was really good. It was a, a, a nice return to form because I did not like the album before the Kanye one. Nasty, mm. I did not like that album, so I was happy to see Nas in there because because I, I, I agree with you. Impact, no, but for the fact that it was a good album, I'm happy to be recognized. A hundred percent. Um, I just think that it, they definitely said their little bibbity bop. They definitely were like, we're doing the bibbity bop. You know, no Polo G, no little baby. What no is little baby? baby, no the baby, no Don, um, no. Yeah, there was just like a lot of albums that came out this year which should be in this category. That that was not in the category. Where's the trap? No trap in here. You know, not even pop smoke for the sympathy or whatever. But like, there was no, no women. women. Exactly, no women. Um, if you're doing, if you're gonna put um EPs and projects, you know, Megan had some buzz with Sugar. You know even though we can say critically whatever, but like there was still a moment with Meg. Um, what Gunna, Gunna, you know how much I'd be screaming about Gunna. Gunna's project was fucking dope and the rollout was incredible. Like doing gaming stuff, doing hip hop stuff, doing Spotify stuff. Like for the first um, quarter of the quarantine to have a rollout like that and still press go on your album and do it great. 
he should be in this category. Amine dropped some nice heat, you know. Oh, Come yeah. on, like they said. But is Amine really a gra- do the Grammys know? They said, Amine? yeah, Amine's nominated this year. Amine's nominated for something this year. He he put it on his Instagram. Is he? Yeah, like there's something he's um with slow tie, I believe. There's um there should be and he he said he's nominated for a Grammy. He put it on his Instagram. Um let me go to it because it might not be on this it might not it should be here somewhere, but hold on. I mean but yeah, they said bibbity bobbity rap this year. Um yeah, Grammy nominated baby. He's there with somewhere, disclosure, slow tie. He's somewhere in there. So like he he's definitely known by the Grammys. Um, but mm. he should his album should have been in there. It was really good. It was good. It was experimental. Um yeah. yeah, I liked his album. I liked his album. But yeah, they said they did come on. You I look at this and I see Ebro. I look at this and I see Ebro. I see dead end hip hop. This is real hip hop. Yeah, I see dead end hip hop in here. I see even Robert Markman in this list. You know, um, maybe even Joe Budden. You know, <laughs> sitting there and just being like, "This is real rap," and you niggas gonna get real rap this year. So, yeah, there was definitely a bias in this category. Um, <laughs> that's wild because Gunner dropped one of the best trap projects ever um that's wild but yeah who do you guys think is going to win this one i personally think freddie gibbs and the alchemist have a chance same because of the because of the alchemist and the legacy of the alchemist same um and then freddie gibbs being poised to be one of the proponents of old school hip-hop so i definitely think um they have a chance i'm glad you said that because you because i feel like nick nick would hear this album he would be like this is what shopping would like this album and he and Yes. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed Alfredo. I really enjoyed Alfredo it. Alfredo was dope. Once again, it wasn't an album that I played a thousand times because there's too much coming coming out. But every time I did play it, I'm like, now nah, this is this slaps. Mm. The production was 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 top tier, top tier. Production was. And Freddie can rap. <laughs> oh yeah, like rap. he's one of the most slept can on rap. rappers. He's one of the most slept on lyricists. He's he's one of the best we have right now, um, for sure. I think Jay Electronica though might win because obviously there's the whole. Um, you know the the what's the word I'm looking for? The mystique of Jay Electronica, and he finally released. He's been releasing music more frequently recently, so he might win it, or maybe Nas will win his first ever Grammy, finally, because you know Nas has never won, despite Nas being one of the best rappers ever to do it. He's never won a Grammy. Maybe they'll finally yeah. give Nas an award. So, but I think Freddie will win. I think Freddie will win. But Jay Electronica could win too, possibly. Mm, yeah. Just to, for clarity on the Amine situation, he is nominated for Best Dance Recording. And it's My High uh, Disclosure featuring Amine and Slow Tie. Um, Flume's in this category. Kate Trinard is in this category with Kali Uches. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yes. He is on Disclosure's album. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. So, just to, just to clarify. Oh, I forgot, I'm not going to lie. I forgot his verse. <laughs> No, but he he released a great album. Not gonna lie, I know because Slow Tie, Slow Tie was he he bodied that disclosure song. I forgot. Slow Tie bodies everything shit. he touches, to be honest. Um, but um, with Amine, definitely miss a miss, yeah. definitely a miss. Even Mackenzie Goddard. Uh, the thing with Jay Electronica's album is it was good, but I just feel like I didn't hear it. I, I feel like Jay Z took up too much space on that album. Like it was good, and I did enjoy it. But it wasn't really his album. Why was Jay Z on every single song? Um, and there, a lot of the things that were spoken on to do with that album were to do with Jay Z. 
if I'm being honest. So I, I would understand why that wouldn't win. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard Alfredo, but like Nick said, he enjoyed it. Quite a few other people I know have enjoyed it as well. And Freddie Gibbs is someone that people always yell about. D Smoke, I don't believe personally i don't believe you should be in this category why um, because i didn't hear much about this album it, i understand it was a good album i understand that there were songs on there that people enjoyed it was yeah but i didn't hear any hype around it i didn't really see it perform that well um i haven't seen that many music videos from it i wait so d smoke got nominated but sir got nothing that's, wow. see this is the thing wow where, wait, hold on, back to, back to R&B. Where the fuck is Sir? There, exactly. Chasing where, Summer was supposed to be somewhere. Sir? Where is Sir's album? Where is yep. Sir's... Hey, Sir got nothing, you know. At all. Nothing. Chasing Summer was one of the best albums of last yep. year. Literally one of the best albums that came out a lot. Wow, Grammys, fuck you. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Yeah. No Osiris, but, but no Osiris, yeah, but no Sir. Okay, I see you. This is what I'm saying. Like, the energy and just everything towards it. Like, I'm just over it. Like, they don't respect us. How can Sir not get anything? That's so rude. Sir, Sir gave us an incredible album. Mm. No. But, um, yeah, I think we're done here anyway. We are. We are done here Um, with the nominations. Um, um oh. Just want to do a quick shout out. PJ Morton is, is nominated for Best Gospel Album. I love his album. Gospel According to PJ. A brilliant, brilliant, mm. brilliant, brilliant album. Shout out to Alex Reeves. That was my introduction to, to PJ Morton, finally. Alex Holmes. Um, Sorry, yeah, um, muscle muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, it's easy too. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Alex Holmes. Yeah, he's been on my neck about PG Morton for like a good couple of years now, and this was my introduction to his music. And this was a really good album. So happy to see him. And he's he's doing very well in general, actually. So I'm just happy for him. But yeah, he's nominated for best gospel album. So shout out to him. Yeah. Um, oh, and Kanye too. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and with. <laughs> the obviously the controversies if you um if you uh paid attention to the news after the grammy nominations paid it uh were announced the weekend obviously called the grammy awards corrupt after the nominations snub so he was not nominated for any r&b or pop categories if you know the dialogue you would know that obviously um both myself and like the podcast and all of us have like um, paid an eye on to how the weekend's been nominated this year in the likes of the VMAs, the AMAs, etc., etc. And it's very much, um, I will give not credit, but I will just acknowledge that the AMAs did nominate the weekend for both RB and pop categories, um, but in which he won were predominantly RB based awards. So that is about the weekend, just context before the Grammys, but he was not nominated for any awards across anything in the Grammys. He said the Grammys remain corrupt. You owe me, my fans, and the industry um, transparency. He was in the com- industry, you know, calm down, you're not that special. He was in, um, talks to perform at the Grammys as well next year um to which he said that um that I mean there were rumors that there was an ultimatum between the Super Bowl and the Grammys but he said yeah to um that he was not he basically was not a guest at the Grammys because he did not get nominated um Bieber also spoke um and released a statement um being angry about being in his opinion quote-unquote miscategorized um changes was an r&b album it it is not being acknowledged as an r&b album which is very strange to me i grew up admiring r&b music 
and wished to make a project that would embody that sound for this not to be put in the category feels weird considering from the chords to the melodies to the vocal style all the way down to the hip-hop drums that makes absolutely no sense if you're talking about r&b to bring in hip-hop shut the fuck up that were chosen it is undeniably unmistaken an r&b album he said so someone who clearly doesn't understand music properly or black music should i say um which is basically every genre anyway but he doesn't understand um black music to um conflate hip-hop and r&b two very different genres with different rootings and different histories just wanted to say that that's you should be talking to scooter sir scooter submitted your award your album for pop so speak to them speak to scooter speak to your label yeah that was alleged but um also yeah because um that was that was definitely alleged but the thing is what i did with the reading um they can actually put you in other categories based on um where they deem appropriate i believe the grammy board so they might have potentially been some back of house changes with the grammys once submitted but if it was scooter that submitted to pop like loads of the rumors and the threads are saying then um he needs to consult his team and delete the statement because that's your team's issue not ours um but if it was a back of house issue then you know fair play even though it wasn't an r&b album um it wasn't yeah so i just wanted to add because i did do some reading the day after just to make sure but then they can apparently in the long legal documents that they have and pdfs online apparently they can switch things around based on where they deem appropriate Hmm. um but it's a lot yeah i do think the weekend is justified as we kind of said earlier to kind of um be nominated if we were to care about these award shows more then he should be nominated um, in the pop categories, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I just think begging for seats at tables at this point, it's just, yeah, they're never going to change. You know, how long has the Grammys been around? Decades at this point, fucking decades. Um, they are not going to change at this point. They are not going to change. I just want to say that I know we've always said the Grammys are trash, but I don't think I've ever felt it more than I have this year. Like, I, yeah, they're just, they're just really, they're just really out of touch, like supremely out of touch in so many ways, in so many, in so many ways. And I feel like they're just picking names out of a hat at this point. (laughs) I wouldn't be shocked. And this is just, and it's the thing, I'm glad, and once again, like, you know, obviously I, I, you know, I came for Beyonce quite a bit, and it's like, it's not even about people, it's not about artists that I feel deserve more, it's also about artists that I do love that shouldn't be in certain categories, like, sorry, I'm a massive Beyonce fan, but no, sh- Black Parade should have got nothing, <laughs> you know, mm. so it goes both ways, I want it to be made clear that even artists we love can be nominated and not deserve it sometimes, as well as they're obviously being artists that we love that I feel like we should have gotten more. Like I said, Legacy or Roy James should have got something this year or Sir, you know? So it goes both ways. But, um, but you know, but on that point, you know, Beyonce was known for best music video for Brown's Can Go, which, you know, yeah, makes sense. Deserved. You know, fair. Give her more of those kind of awards for this year. Those make more sense. But yeah, I don't the Grammys are just... And you guys all saw my tweets the day that they came out. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was going on one about various things and... Yeah, I just, I'm just, I was just in utter shock and disbelief and disgust at some of the things that I saw, some of the names that I saw in these categories. But yeah, I just, 
I don't know. We just really knew that this year has truly been a year of reckoning and, you know, the need to abolish things. And I do think it's time. Like, even the American musicals, there was some bullshit there too. The weekend winning our in R&B category, Doja Cat winning an R&B category. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. There was yeah, some that nonsense was, that with that. But I just, just think we need to, like, dive best like we need to like dive and i know that term is such a buzz word this year like it really is but we need to like divest from these award shows i just wish because i saw um oh what is his name i saw this oh what is his name he went off on one but there were so many artists that went off in the wake of like not being nominated and like guess i'm not a good artist then and all of this kind of stuff and i'm just like listen like these award shows are not the litmus test they are not the litmus test they should not it was denzel curry he went off on like several tweets and stuff like that and i was like yo i feel your pain because like imagine being someone who does their craft and then the, the show that everyone loves or whatever still supports um is not acknowledging you but i'm like denzel like don't ever think your music is shit like we've raved about you on this show before especially me and Chope. like you're f- fine you're doing great like you're building you're working with great producers kenny mm. like doing a collab project with kenny you're building like there's so mm. much time in your career mm. you're young well you know god willing if you're alive and stuff but like you are young you know very experimental changing moving the needle of hip-hop um, bu- moving the parameters of what it sounds like um re-identifying it all sorts and it's like you don't need this award show like half a lot of you don't need this like you don't and i get it like monetary potential um fiscal potential profile potential all of that but like as we even move on um and shoppe will agree with me on this the grammys are becoming less and less important okay j cole has not won okay Jake Nas has, has not won. Nas has not won. Snoop Dogg has not won. Half of these women. Diana Ross has never won a Grammy. Diana half, Ross. Literally, half of these women in rap haven't won, you know, across time. It is fine. They Their legacy is stamped. What I will say to anyone in any context, yeah, even when we talk about billboards and stuff, when the streets are supporting you and buying your vinyls and CDs and all sorts, and when they have you, you're fine. You do not need these award shows. You don't. You don't at all. They are not the litmus test. And I just hope that as we move forward, you know, these awards show become obs- obsolete. I'm not a fan, personally. I'm not a fan. Um, We need to move away. We need to move away from that model. It is anarchic. It is expired. It doesn't represent the world we're in today. Personally, um, we need to move away. Think about the psychology of this. A small, high class, whatever, bored, predominantly white, at one point white men only dictate what music is in hip hop, in rap, in rock. Really? Like, think about the psychology of that. That makes no sense. They don't know music like that. And yes, some experts are in there or whatever, quote-unquote experts, but there's a lot of bias and corruption there. There were multiple articles I've read over the years about courting, going to golf, 
go into this around the year to like win these board members over i'll vote for your artists in this category if you vote for my artists in that one we need to divest from this nepotism based system it does not serve anyone in the long run um we need to stop placing value in the grammy awards we even need to stop commenting on the Grammy Awards. Like truly, that is how we eradicate it. And I know this is a huge contradiction as one third of Don't Alert the Stands on a panel talking about, on an episode, sorry, not a panel, talking about the Grammys to say we shouldn't talk about it. But that is how realistically we eradicate it by not even giving it the time of day because fundamentally it does not respect us and it never has. It never has. Chope has told us the story about Mariah Carey sitting there all night, you know, not getting, like, being zoomed in on whatever, like, being made as the laughing stock, the TV moment, the the butt of jokes that night, you know. It is um, Adele when she won over Beyonce and having to say that, that speech and stuff. Like, we know what this game it's is. It's Michael Moore winning over Kendrick Lamar. Literally, historically, they have shown us their hand you know it's Iggy Azalea being nominated at all listen and at the end of the day as you heard in my tone today like I'm at the end of the road I will not be watching the Grammy Awards if my favorites perform I will watch on YouTube or watch the Twitter clips just for the performance angle because we love watching performances especially in a place where we can't watch live shows um but the award show I truly was from the bottom of my gut, do not give a shit anymore. Like, that is how I went. And I know people were here for the hot takes, here for the opinions, here for this, but that is my bottom line opinion. I give zero fucks. J. Cole could win tomorrow. It would not change anything in his career. It would, I mean, in terms of my personal opinion towards his career and anything. And yes, I've already critiqued him for the misogynistic stuff, whatever. But like in terms of me, him being my favorite, uh, it wouldn't change anything. The albums that I love, I still love. The singles that were misses and misses. The the collaborations and features that were great. The visuals that were great a lot with Twenty One Savage, one of his best visuals. The Dreamville moments that would not change a single thing if he won this year. I'm telling you, if Megan wins, if Megan doesn't as a big fan of hers, I know she's destined for greatness. If she sorts the sound out and what we've said before, she's destined for greatness, you know, regardless, regardless of this, you know, Doja Cat, great moments, you know, if she wins, if she doesn't, she's still that girl changing her trajectory right now in other ways. Um, it doesn't change anything at this point. And as a new, I know there are stands, you know, BTS stands and stuff who count these little stats up, but to the average consumer, we don't care right now. We don't care. With DSPs, with exploration on YouTube, with all of this, with vinyls coming back a little bit, with the resurgence and vinyl players, we can truly get into what we want to get to in our own terms without you telling us what's great or not. That's where I'm at. I don't know about you two, but that's where Nick's at. Same here. You've pretty much said everything. There's nothing else to say. Um, is that it for the news today? That's it. That is it. I think we've we've talked about the Grammys. We've actually given them free yeah. promo in a way. But um, yeah, um, we, that is enough for the Grammys. We you know we spoke about Justin Bieber and the weekend controversy. I think that's and the women in R and B. We actually spoke about that throughout. So that's cool. 
Um, so I think we've covered off most commentary about uh, it and back. There was one thing I wanted but, to mention um, just quickly. Um, I saw that Burner Boy was nominated in, um, was it Best African Album? I think. Yes. Yeah. Best World. Was it Best World? Best Global Music Album. Best Global, because they've changed uh, okay. World to Global. My bad. So I, yes. I, looking at the changed, list, yeah. I don't know that many people on there. Well, what is, well, who are the nominations? So Burner Boy. Who are the nominations? You know what? He might actually win this one. So okay. let's see what happens. Probably, even though it wasn't good. What was that? Yeah. Even though it wasn't good, he probably won't win. <laughs> did he? Mm. Did he do the work? Did he do the work? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. And this is my. This is the thing. When artists deserve to win, they don't. But when they're not, when it's not, so like, like I said, when my girl was nominated for Lemonade, they paid her dust, but she may not win for Black Parade. Bernard Bush should have won for African Giant, but he probably will win for this yeah. nonsense album he dropped this year. You know, it's pandering. That's all it is. The Grammys makes you kind of have to fit a box in order to be accepted. And for a lot of artists, they try and create from um, their actual experiences. And the Grammys don't want that. They want pop hits. They want things that are catchy, things that people have been talking about and all these types of things. So it says expected. No, that's the thing. Not always. That's that's the problem. That's the What they want it changes every year because they sometimes have nominated and awarded those people who want these deep lyrical and musical, musically expansive artists. They have awarded those many times before, but mm. they pick and choose. It changes mm. every year. The totem pole changes every year. The the requirements, yeah, they change all the time. Literally. So sometimes it is literally, and the thing is Mariah even said in an interview many years later, she said, you never know what they want. One time, sometimes the biggest pop girls will win. Sometimes it'll be the most random, obscure folk country R&B singer that will win everything. Like, mm. that's the thing. There's just an inconsistency. That's the problem. Okay. Well, it looks like we've exhausted that conversation. Um, the Grammys is something that we talk about nearly every season and it's come around, well, it's coming around again um, to the point where there's going to be performances and everything happening. You know our opinion um, and what Nick said and everything. Um, I'm interested to see how music's going to be next year, what's going to happen next year when it comes to festivals and the like, um, and just signing off the show now. So um, just going to quickly talk about this season. For me, it was growth in so many different ways. Um, I feel like as a podcast, we were much more unified in kind of the vision that we wanted this season to have. And for the people that came on this show and gave us different perspectives, whether it's to do with Stefan Burton talking about his career um, and the hair industry um, as a hairstylist um, for loads of different talented people, um, or it's um, Shanice Shawe who came on here to talk about YouTube music and streaming. Um, Joey Akan, who came to talk about um, specifically Nigeria, but Africa um, and music. Um, and who, who who else was there, guys? Sorry, my, my mind's a bit fuzzy at the moment. We had Marcus J. Moore. Oh, yes. I wasn't there for that episode. Yeah. So Marcus J. Moore, which was when I listened back, a very great episode. I think um, we're starting to get a name for ourselves. And I just want to say from my part and from down at the stands, we are always so grateful for when we see ourselves in something new, whether it's an article, whether it's just anything, whether it's someone new coming to the podcast and saying, hey guys, I heard, I listened to your podcast and it really made my day. To me, those are the messages that I love and I really try to push. Um, there's been a lot of heavy topics throughout this season as well. And um, we've spoken a lot about um, supporting and um, making sure that we are defending the people who are at the tail end of that situation. 
Um, but as a podcast owner, a lot of the stands has always tried to be somewhere that is um, aware of the industry in itself so it can critique it fairly, um, talk about music that we enjoy and come here and just have a laugh sometimes and just really let go. So to everyone who's listened to the podcast, this is just my testimony to say thank you very much, guys. Really appreciated um, listening to this season. Um, feedback is always welcome. You can email us at datspod at gmail.com or individually you can just send us messages on social media and we're always happy to respond. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening. And that's me signing out. Nick, um, or shopping. just want to echo pretty much every single point. Uh, I think it's been a great season. I think it's, to me, honestly, like it has been a, it has been a testing season just because of everything that's gone on. Like, I think we've had the longest period inside, like recording and stuff like that. So to really, and it getting darker and all this, like we've been, we're in the dark. Well, I'm, I'm in the dark right now recording. Obviously my light's on, but it's dark outside and stuff. But um, we've pushed through and like, I really um admire the both of like Eden and Chope and like myself for a way to like get through this and really do it and just let passion fuel us I think that's the that is the core of this and the crux of this podcast like the passion and just the the experience of talking about music and how it informs everything so for me like I want to just uh congratulate all of our efforts in just persevering I know it's been super busy for all of us during this time in a plethora of ways um I think the guests we've been able to have have been enhancing. They've definitely allowed our conversations to have that expert opinion, that expert lens, or just someone who's kind of been in the industry in a different way and given us their experience of their day-to-day um, and week-to-week and month-to-month. So that's been incredible to witness. Um, obviously, the outsider stuff um, with the publications, the features, all sorts have been super incredible to witness as well. And we've seen an industry change as we've kind of shifted through it this year, which has been interesting to see for better or worse, depending on the week when we've discussed it, um, that has been the case. But uh, I think it's always interesting to see where we started a season and where things have ended up. So for me, it's been a good, a really good season for especially the circumstances of the world. Um, and I think we've been able to still push through and have great conversations. So yeah, thankful for that. Um, thankful to Eden and Chope for being great hosts every single time um, and for being patient with me as well. So yeah, thank you, both of you. Thank you for listeners. Um, without you guys, this wouldn't obviously be a thing. <laughs> I know that people say that all the time, but it's true. Um, without you guys, it would not be a thing. And thank you for going up for us every single time um we hit a milestone release an episode um have a guest on have ourselves on um or get through a season wanting us back like always going up for us in whatever way so yeah um we'll be back soon <laughs> with more um, shopping i i don't know what else to add to that i think they couldn't even have said everything so i just want to say thank you to everyone out there cool. who's been listening much and also just to say again to the guests <laughs> thank you very much for giving us a chance and actually coming on the platform as well um next season we haven't even discussed it yet but we hope to do more and we hope to come better but i'm really proud of this season i'm really proud of what we've done um so guys for the very last time for season five thank you very much for listening to don't let the stands 
My name is Eads McKenzie. You've got Nicholas Tyrell. You've got Shopper Showerton. And peace. <laughs>